the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, then. We thank the Lord this morning again for all of you chiming in this morning. Amen. We give him praise. We give him glory. We give him honor this morning. And we just want to draw your attention this morning back to the book of Philemon. Amen. A powerful letter that that uh, Paul is writing here to his dear brother Philemon. Uh, we said yesterday that Philemon was a wealthy church member. He was a well-off guy, a good guy. He loved God. He loved the people of God. He loved the saints of God. He loved the church. He was a member of the church in Colossus. And he was a guy who had people that worked for him. Matter of fact, he was a slave master. You know, back then that was permissible. But uh, he had a young slave that worked for him that had ripped him off, had stole some property and maybe did some other things. And he was on the run. And uh, amen. And uh, Paul ran into this young man called Onesimus and led him to the Lord. And uh, now Paul was so concerned about the relationship uh, and he knew that this young runaway slave man wanted to make things right. Amen. I just choose to believe this morning that people out there, man, right now that are that are that are in a dark place really do want to make things right with God, who is our ultimate master, who is our ultimate God, who's ultimately in charge. And it's, it's impossible if you're going to make things right with anybody. You have to make things right with God first. You have to experience the love of God first. And so that's going to carry us into our into our prayer this morning is that love, amen, that Paul had for the work of ministry, that Paul had to see a brother or sister restored into the to the love of God. And, 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 and so Paul ministered salvation to Onesimus, who was a runaway slave. I love that about Paul because Paul did not hold what he had did against his master against him. Paul's concern was larger than that. Amen. I'm talking to somebody this morning already. Our concerns have to be larger than what somebody did to me. Amen. There is a message of freedom that comes through love. And God wants us to be free in our minds, free in our conscience, free in our behavior toward each other, free in our relationships, free in our spirit. Amen. We cannot go through life holding grudges and, and being mad and upset. I've tried that. It does not work. But when the message of love came into my heart, I was instantly free because I felt the love of God. I felt the love of God. I felt the love of God removing my wrongdoings, removing my sin. And I, why should I not want that for everybody else? You, we, can, we can debate all day long that they don't deserve it. Amen. But we did not either. But God chose to love us even in spite of the fact that we were sinners Christ still died for us. And so I understand Paul's uh, uh, approach here. He wants to see this young man who had come to him and who gave his life to the Lord, who repented and was sorry for his sin, sorry for what he did against his master, but he could not go back to him under the circumstances. He, he was fearful. He was concerned what might happen to him. He's one of those uh, people who had placed himself, man, in a very precarious predicament. But thank God that Paul was able to minister the love of Christ to him. Amen. And it freed him. Amen. So all he wanted to do now was go back and make things right with with, uh, Philip, with Philemon, his master. Amen. And so our, our message this morning is we want people to make things right with God. Amen. It can only happen when you experience the love of God. And so that's what we're praying about this week that, uh, uh, you know, been praying about is that we walk in love, that we uh, make ourselves available to be those instruments of love that God can work through. 
because God is all about the whole world. He died for the whole world. He died because he loved the whole world. Amen. And he sent his son, Jesus, amen, to die on that cross for the whole world because God loved the world and he wanted a relationship with the world. He wanted the world to have the right attitude about him. He wanted the, the world to have the right relationship with him. And he wanted the, the, the world to do the right work that promoted love among the brethren. God wanted nothing but love and peace and, and righteousness and joy to prevail. Amen. That it might be full, that it might remain, that we may have a peaceful, a peaceful world to live in a peaceable world to live in you know think about that a peaceful world to live in is what god desired and he said that is that is what love supposed to do it's supposed to bring you to that place in god where you can get along with each other regardless of what they've done to you regardless of what's been said regardless of persecution god is all about love and he would rather us love than to hate he would love us to be together than to be divided because Paul said, I, I, I exhort love and I exhort unity and I exhort spiritual harmony because he knows that that's the message. That's the pathway to people being free. Love frees. Amen. Love does not uh, uh, make uh, uh, accuse. Love is not puffed up. You know, love does not want itself, you know, more than it wants the, the, the blessing to be on other people. That's kind of love. That message, man, brings a level of freedom that we can have in no other way. Love frees people. So let that be our message today, uh, that we give love, that we give it away, that we show love. Amen. Especially to those who have wronged us and persecuted us. Amen. That's how we're going to win. Amen. That's a winning message right there. Love, because, you know, everything else is nothing without love. Amen. So let's go look in here in this letter, man, that Paul wrote to Philemon this morning. Amen. And pull some things out of here. We're going to do about eight verses and then we'll bring on Pastor Phoebe. So we're in the book of Philemon. This one little chapter here that Paul wrote. It's like a letter he wrote uh, back to the church, but he wrote it also personally to Philemon. Uh, again, like I said, who was a rich church member, man, he, he really could have you know, probably could have just bought some things, you know, but, but, but Paul was ministering to him is that it's not about your wealth, man. It's about your love because you say you love God. You say you love the church in Colossians, you know, and so why not give this, this slave who have wronged you, this employer who have wronged you, uh, this person who, who's been on the run from you because of fear of what you could do to them. If you ever caught up with them, why not show some love to him? Paul is saying, I've had him here with me. I've ministered to him. I assure you, Philemon, that he is saved now, you know, and amen. He's ready to do the work for the Lord. Matter of fact, Paul had Onesimus now carrying the letter back to the church in, in Colossus. Go figure, man. See, that's what love will do. Love will make a person want to work for God once they taste and experience that love. And see, Paul told him that, look, God will forgive you for what you did, Philemon. You are convicted by the whole love or convict people, man. When you start loving people, man, it'll convict them in their heart when they know they don't deserve it, when they know they've done all manner of evil and, and strife and envy and jealousy towards you. And you start telling them, but I still love you with the love of Christ, man. I'm telling you, that'll make somebody want to do the work. And so here's Onesimus, man. He wants to be involved. He wants to, he said, Paul, whatever you tell me to do, you know, you're like my spiritual father and I want to be like a son under you. And Paul said, yeah, I'm going to write this letter and I want you to hand deliver this letter, man, back to Philemon and back to the church in Colossians. Amen. And so, uh, you know, we have to understand that when the love of God hit a person, I don't care how wicked or evil or cold hearted they were, when love really ministers, when love really frees them, 
man, all they're going to want to do, man, is go do, do, go do the work, go do the labor of love to help other people. So that's why we're praying about love right now, because we believe that there, there can be some usefulness in people right now that right now, man, that are, that are worshiping their money, worshiping their wealth, worshiping their power, <clears throat> you know, worshiping, being in control of something, just whatever they want to do, they just do it. To me, that's not love. That's love of self that have waxed cold against everybody else. But we believe that if the, the real love of God, the real spirit of love can touch them and minister to them, that they too, man, can go out and be laborers in love and love people that they've not loved before. And so that's why we gather this morning and do what we do. Amen. Because it's all about love. So let me draw your attention again to the verse eight in chapter one of Philemon. And we're going to read about three or four verses or maybe eight verses. My goal is eight, but if we get three or four, we're still good. But I just want to set a precedence, lay a foundation here because we're talking about love. Amen. In a place where there was love, but it wasn't the kind of love, man, that would actually allow a young man who had wronged somebody to repent and to be and to give his life to the Lord and then want to be a part of the labor of love and go minister to other people. Uh, if we can say it's like a second chance, you know, but I, I don't want to say love gives us a second chance. I want to say love gives us the only chance to be to be used by God to, to, to actually minister love to someone else. The only chance it could be the only opportunity for some people. And so that's why we are praying right now that God would touch this world with the power of his love that are free some people right now to love their neighbors as themselves, to love the brethren who we ain't, you know, we said we love God, we ain't never seen, but we struggle to love people that we see every day, people that wrong us, people that persecute us. But God is changing the landscape, y'all. He's turning this thing around, amen. And he wants us to be able to carry that, that message of love forward that will free people, amen, that they'll want to serve God. They'll want to get along with everybody, amen. So let's look here at, at this right here and uh, see this man's life change uh, uh, through this letter that Paul is writing to him about how he has, he's, he's ministered the love of God to his, his runaway slave that wronged him, Onesimus. And uh, let's just kind of see what Paul uh, is saying in this letter to him right here. Paul says in verse eight, he says, wherefore, though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient. Amen. He said, Paul is letting him know, look, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the founder of that church. So Paul said, I got every right, even though I'm here in prison, I got every right to write to you this way, Philemon, uh, you know of me, you know of my reputation, you know of my love for the church. So I got every right to write this letter to you. He's saying, look, because if I want to, I can pull a rank. But Paul said, I'm not going to do that. I'm making an appeal to you right now because you love Christ and I love Christ. And we have a young man here who's given his life to the Lord. He did wrong against you, but I ministered to him and he accepted the love of Christ and got saved. So Paul said, I got every right right now, you know, because in the ministry, Paul said, I, I, I can pull a rank over you, but I'm not doing that. I'm writing to you because I know you understand love. I know you understand how love can free somebody. And this young man has been freed by the love of Christ. And so I'm writing this letter to you. Let's go on and see what Paul says here in verse 9. He says, Yet for love's sake, I'd rather beseech thee, being such as one as Paul that aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Paul is saying, look here, I'm making this appeal to you, man, out of love. You know, me and you both love Jesus. Me and you love both love the work. 
Me and you both love the church. And Paul says, for love's sake, brother, accept this brother when he comes back to you. I'm sending him back to you as a saved person, as a son of mine now in the ministry. Forget about all that he did. Forget about what he stole. Forget about how he, he ran away. Paul said, and for love's sake, you know, receive him back. For love's sake, welcome him back as a brother in Christ now, as we are brothers in Christ. Amen. Man, that thing ministered to me right there, y'all. That's a real good message of freedom right there, man. Freedom to love somebody even though they've wronged you. Paul said, let's get on the backside of this argument. We all are after the same thing now. Receive him as a brother in Christ. Man, I'm telling you, this is some tough territory that we're getting ready to travel in here. You mean love somebody who have wronged me, did all amount of evil against me? I, I got to accept them and treat them as my brother right now? Paul said, if you do it for love's sake, man, it becomes easy. If you do it for the sake of love, it's just it's just a matter of doing it, being about it. You know, and it's not that hard. We say we love God. We ain't never seen him. But how can we prove that if we don't hate our, if we love our, don't love our brothers who we see every day? Paul is saying, I know he was a slave, but now you got to treat him like a brother. You got to accept him like a brother. I know he's the president. He wronged a lot of people and lied to a lot of people. But boy, if God ever saved him, we're going to have to treat him like a brother. Amen. So even right now, you know, we're praying for all those people right now, man, that we feel like hate us. We're praying that through the love of God that they can be free from that hate, free from that lying, free from whatever, you know, that, 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 uh, that love for power and control is about. We're praying that God will free them from that, that the love of, 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 of many that are white's cold can be turned around and that people in this world will begin to feel like they're cared about as human beings, that they're loved because people are making quality decisions that concern them out of love, out of love. Not out of power, control, and hatred, and bigotry, and, and mean spirits and cruelness. Just because you can, because of the color of somebody's skin, or just because of the class of people that you're dealing with. We're praying that love will free those people, man, especially those who are in charge, who, have, who control all the wealth, who control all the power they think. You know, but there's a greater power than what they possess, and that's love. And we're praying that their motivation will be, will be changed by love, you know, that God would deal with their hearts, deal with their minds, deal with their conscience in love. And that when they taste and experience the love of God, that it will free them, that from the top to the bottom, they'll love each other, man. They'll begin to treat us like brothers, you know, not like slaves, not like a piece of material property that you can just do what you want to do with it. Especially right now, those young men and women that we have placed in harm's way unnecessary. To me, that was not motivated by love. That was motivated because I got the power to do it. I can do it. Those are my chess pieces. They belong to me. That's my army. Those are my men and women. Those are my soldiers. Wrong. You know, everybody belongs to God. And we're praying right now that the love of God will begin to minister to those decision makers' heart. That they not just do things out of spite, not just do things to prove a point, not just do things because somebody before them didn't do it. But for the love of God, Paul said, for the sake of love, man, let's do the right thing. Let's treat them like our brothers, like those are my sons and my daughters, your sons and your daughters that we're placing in arms way. You know, and this is what Paul's message is about. He's talking about you want real freedom. You want real freedom. You want real freedom. Paul said, man, let love be your message. Let love be your message. Seek peace. You know, try to get along with people. Try to work things out without bloodshed. Lay those, those weapons down and let's try to pursue peace, man, through other uh, means of negotiation. It's a lot bigger than, than, than just winning a war. It's a lot bigger than you know, just, uh, you know, just solidifying your presidency by starting a war, man. 
That's crazy. That's crazy. Love is supposed to be a message that brings about freedom for everybody. That's why the Lord said, love your enemies and pray for them. You know, let's pray for Iran. Let's pray for Iraq. Let's pray for all those places. We pray for North Korea. We pray for Russia. We pray for Putin. We pray for Trump. We pray for Pence. We pray for Pompeo. We pray for all those people. Esper, we pray for all of them. The Senate, the Congress. We pray for all of them. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, you know, Mr. Grassley, Schiff. We pray for all of them. We pray that the love of God will free them to be able to do the right thing before the nation so that when the nation looks, man, as they begin to show love, as they begin to forgive each other, they begin to come together for the good of the nation, that the whole nation will flow. And we're praying that let it begin at the church, God. That's why Paul said, if you love the church, uh, Philemon, then demonstrate it. A lot of them get up, man, and give a speech and say they love uh, God. They are Christians. Give their testimony, but hate their brothers who they see every day. That's just trying to make an honest living for their families, just trying to do the right thing to take care of their families, you know. And so if you say you love God, then love your neighbor as yourself. You know, demonstrate that love, prove that love. That's what Paul is writing here. He's saying, I'm getting ready to send this brother back to you. He is now a child of God. He's now my son in the ministry. And Paul said he is, he is free now. God has forgiven him of all of his sins and cleansed him of all his unrighteousness. He's useful to the work right now. So I'm sending him back to you that he can labor in love. You know, he wants to work for God now. Man, if God can turn this world around, you know, forgive us of our sins as a nation and heal our land. And man, I'm telling you, we'll be free to love each other, free to get along with each other. That's the labor of love right there, man, that covers a multitude of fault. Be no more finger pointing, you know, be no more cursing, no more, no more wishing ill on people, no more trying to win, do anything to win at any cost, you know, no. And so we thank God this morning, man, for love this morning. Amen. We praise the Lord this morning. So we're going to just stop right there, give Pastor Phoebe time to come in and pray this morning. But I, I got a feeling you get the message. We'll continue this and finish this up tomorrow morning uh, when it's my time to uh, to pray. But at right now, we're going to transition and bring on Pastor Phoebe. Pastor Phoebe. Hey, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Lester, this morning sharing those scriptures. And as, as we were getting on the prayer line this morning, it was, it was two, two scriptures that I was I was hearing from the Lord. And, and even as you went on to share uh, more on Philemon this morning, I just want to share this real quick as I pray this morning. Um, but in John 8 and 30, I mean, Mark 8 and 36 um, tells us, it says, For what will it profit if a man gains the whole world and loses his own soul? And then the other scripture, hallelujah, was John 15 and 13, where it says, Greater love has no man than this than to lay down one's life for his friend. Just as we were just getting on the prayer line this morning, as we began to give the introductions and we began to just pray and greet one another, and I just began to hear those, those two scriptures. And basically what it says is, what, well, what will it profit a man to gain 
God, for God. Lord, this line has been set aside for your love, God's love, because your love is unconditional, Father. And, Lord, we thank you that we have grown such a love for the word, God, such a love for the truth, because the truth is setting us free. The truth is, is teaching us how to enjoy loving others, God. We thank you that even as Christ loves the church, God, thank you that he's teaching us how to love, God. Love is such an awesome thing when you're in Christ. There's nothing like being in Jesus and being able to love. So, Jesus, thank you for laying down your life for us. We thank you. We appreciate it. We don't take it lightly. We're continuing to share that love. This is a day of love in the name of Jesus. Love in Jesus' name. It's not hard. It's easy. The more you begin to take that word and you begin to apply it to self, it makes it easy because of the Holy Spirit. He allows love to just flow freely. People will know when you are loving them with the love of Jesus. They will know because they will begin to express it and they will begin to share it. And so, Father, we thank you this morning that you are teaching us even the more, God, even the more every day as we come together. Father, we are praying for more love. This year, 2020, more love, more love. Everything Jesus, everything Jesus. We're speaking, we're teaching, we're preaching everything. Come on, it's all about Jesus. In other words, it's all about love. Thank you for love. Thank you for love. Thank you for love. Greater love than a man should lay down his life for a friend. So we thank you this morning, God, that we, your people, are willing to lay down our lives so that others can be saved, so that others can experience the love of Jesus. It takes the love of Jesus to get up every morning, to get on a line, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. That's love. That's the love of Jesus. That's what's drawing others to this line. That's what's drawing others to Jesus and drawing others back to him, Father. It's making people want to pray more. It's making people want to trust more because they're trusted in you, Jesus, all because of your love. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for every scripture that has been shared this morning, God. We thank you for every scripture that we were given every morning, God, when we sit up and we get together on this line. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we pray as we go about this day, sharing the love of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ because that's love. Share it everywhere you go. And we will share it everywhere we go. Well, God, we appreciate you. Lord, we appreciate you. We thank you this morning. We thank you this morning for everything that you have given us on this week, on this year, as we have started out this new year. We thank you for everything that has been spoken and talked to us. And we will continue to share it because we love you, Jesus. For it is in your precious and mighty name that we love. For it is in your precious and mighty name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Pastor Phoebe. Amen. Father, we just thank you this morning. You know, Onesimus is just one among many, Lord God. He was just one man among many. 
And Father, we know that there's so many Anissimus out there today that are running away from their past. They're running away from you. And Father, it's like they're enslaved, oh Lord God, to, to, to what people think about them and people's behavior and attitude toward them. When they make a mistake, Lord God, it's like they are beyond the, 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 the reach, oh God, of, of recovery. But we take from, from this lesson this morning, Lord God, that this young man was restored because he received a, a radical, liberating message about Jesus Christ's love from the Apostle Paul that changed his life. This young man was greatly changed. He wasn't just changed a little bit. He was greatly, totally changed until the point, Lord God, he wanted to go and make everything right with his boss, with his master. And Lord God, he wanted to continue to work in the ministry, Lord God, to get the word out. And we love what Paul said, Lord God, in verse 9. He says, for love's sake. And so, Father, whatever we do, Lord God, because we have been greatly changed, because that radical liberating message that we receive, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We were like Onesimus. We were on the run. We were running, trying to hide our past, the shame of it. But when the love of God, that radical, liberating message touched our lives, we were instantly freed. And so we understand, Lord God, what Paul's intention was to reach Philemon, Lord God, because he was a man who said he loved God. And so, Father, we are people who say we love God. And let there be a, a radical, liberating message in our spirits, in our bowels. Paul said that thing was in him, Lord, and he wanted everybody to know really what love is all about, Lord God. It's about freeing people. It's a liberating, radical message, amen, that we may feel sometimes uh, the Onesimus out there in the world don't deserve it. But, Lord, because you loved us, let that radical, liberating message be in us, Lord God, that will drive us. Let love be that driving force. As Paul said, yet for love's sake, I, he says, rather beseech thee, being such and one as Paul, the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, Lord God. Paul understood. He says, look, I did not reach the age I am right now, even though I'm in prison. I have not been given the chances I've been given at to get this thing right because of, of, of hating, but because of love. I accepted the love of Christ, and Paul said, now I want to share that with everybody I come in contact with, everybody that I'm aware of. Paul said, it does not matter right now, but I have a radical, liberating message for all those that I come in contact with, even if I'm doing it from this prison cell in Rome. I, I, I still... Uh, I'm pushing love. I'm still, you know, sending that liberating message forward because I know it will win souls. Amen. And so we thank God this morning for that prayer, Pastor Phoebe, you know, for yet for love's sake, we do what we do. 6 a.m. in the morning on January the 20th, we're gathering together. It's yet for love's sake that we do this because we too, amen, we've matured, we've grown since we first experienced the love of God. We're like Paul now. Paul said, I'm aging well because I've learned the power of love. I've learned what that message can do to free people. And so we've learned. We're not, we're not, you know, we're not, uh, you know, out of here yet, but we're aging gracefully. We're aging well because the love of God is keeping us and we're learning some things. We're learning how to love people that, that we may feel sometimes don't deserve our love. 
but we did not deserve his love. So let us go forth today. Amen. Let our message be a radical, liberating message. Amen. Let it minister to our behavior. Let it minister to our spirit, our conscience, our minds, our behavior. Let that labor of love come through today, man, in a radical sense. And, and I love the word radical because it doesn't mean you got to go out and be crazy, but it means you got to be firm and you can't let nothing deny you, not even your circumstance or your situation. I give you one justifiable reason, because we have been greatly changed by the love of God. So that change has got to greatly shine through, through how we love people, how we treat people. That's what it means to be radical. Because that was a great change. My heart went from being loving me to loving others. And I know some of us love you. Say, I love myself some me. Yeah, but you should also equally love yourself some others. And that's what Paul was talking about, you know. Don't let a situation uh, restrain you. Don't let nobody restrain you. You show love. Give it away. It don't mean nothing unless you give it away. We're not going to get stuck in being sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. You know, we're going to go out, man, and show love. Everywhere we go, we're going to show love. And Paul said, let it be radical, you know, let it be, you know, intentional, let it be purposeful. It don't cost you nothing to love somebody. So let's go show love. Amen. There's some Anissimus out there. There's also some Philemon's out there. You got both ends of the spectrum. You got this wealthy, rich man don't need nothing really in his eyes, you know, but then you got Onesimus, this runaway slave, man, he's struggling, you know, but the, the power of God touched both of their lives, you know, changed them greatly. You know, and so you got Paul that's been changed by love. You got Philemon that's been changed by love. And now you got Onesimus who's on the low end of the total pole. He's being changed by the same love. So what am I saying? God's love is for everybody. It fits. It's one size fits all. Doesn't matter where you are in the economical status of life, status quo. It doesn't matter. God's love fits everybody the same. And the good news is against it, there's no law. <laughs> it benefits everybody the same. Amen. So go give away some love today. Thank God for you all today. Uh, this prayer recording portion is now ended. Amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. I'd like to welcome all of you this morning to the Creating a Prayer Culture line. My name is Pastor Lester Hayes this morning, and I'm coming to you this morning with a with a heavy heart this morning because of some things that have just uh, just uh, occurred here in the last 48 hours with uh, some people, uh, you know, losing their life. And, and, and I'm just heavy burdened with that this morning. And so uh, we just thank the Lord this morning for being able to come on this prayer line and pray about those things that the Lord, our God, will stop all this violence that's taking out innocent lives out there and remove this spirit of hate right now that is dividing us and destroying us as a people and replace it with love this morning. So that's what we come to this line with this morning. Amen. With a heavy heart this morning uh, to pray with prayer warriors and intercessors and watchmen and, 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 and overcomers and, 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 and gatekeepers, man, that will pray about these things. Amen. That we are burdened with this morning. And so we thank the Lord for all of our prayer warriors and intercessors and and prayer partners that are gathered this morning. We greet all of you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is uh, Monday morning, 06, 13th of January that we're gathering this morning. And we just give God praise. We give him glory. We give him honor this morning. So we're going to go ahead and check in this morning with heavy hearts this morning. Amen. About some of the tragedies that have happened here in the last 48 hours uh, that we uh, we're just 
troubled by this morning and we're just praying this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that he would intervene and stop the violence that's going on out there that's taking innocent lives because when you really think about it, it could have been us and we just want uh, it to stop, amen. And so we know the one that's got all the power that can stop it and his name is Jesus, amen. And so we pray and make our appeal to him this morning to stop the violence and replace all the hate out there that's leading to murder and replace it with love this morning and peace and goodwill for everybody everywhere. Amen. And so as we sign on this morning with our with our signature prayer this morning, Abba Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, Father, the power and the glory forever and ever. It all belongs to you, Father. So as we come this morning, Lord God, with heavy hearts, we ask your Holy Spirit this morning that he will come and comfort our hearts this morning, Father, that we may be able to make our appeal to you, that we may be able to cry out to you. The Holy Ghost, we ask you to help us this morning to pray as we ought to pray because we don't know how to pray sometimes as we should, but we thank God for you who makes intercession for us all the time. Even yesterday when things were going down, you were making intercession. Even the day before that when things things were going down, you were making intercession because you forever live to make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So we thank you this morning, Holy Spirit, for confident us this morning and leading and guiding us through this hour of prayer this morning. And so, Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for sending us your comforter because we need him this morning. We need him every waking moment. We need him right now, Lord God, to just help us, to lead us, to guide us, and to direct us, oh, Lord God, in our path forward this morning. So we look to you this morning, the author, finishing, developer of our faith, Lord God, and we trust you this morning to strengthen our hearts right now, Lord, as we lay heavy Lord God, heavy burdens on our hearts this morning concerning all the violence, oh Lord God, all the murdering, all of the chaos that's going on in our land right now, this beautiful world right now, Lord God, gross darkness on the people, darkness all over the place. But Father, we look to you, our hope this morning, Lord God, and we call on your name this morning. We turn to you this morning because we know you hear our prayers and you answer them and you show us great and mighty things. And so we're just praying this morning again, Father, that the love of God will break through God, hallelujah, to the heart of every cold-hearted Lord person out there that's contemplating doing evil right now. We're praying, God, in the name of Jesus. Only you, God, can do a miracle that big, that grand, and that great that you can touch every heart out there right now that have waxed cold, oh God, in their love this morning, oh Lord God. Only you, Lord God, can take that spirit of hate out of the heart of a person who premeditatedly contemplating God, taking somebody's life, Lord God, just because they can, Lord God, without any forethought, Lord God, of the devastation and the pain that they're going to cause a family member, Lord God, or a friend or a community, Lord God, and so, Father, a family, Lord God. And so, Father, we're just praying this morning, oh, that you would restore, Lord God, our ability to love each other, to love life, Lord God, and to love God more than anything, Lord God. Restore us back to that that we have lost, oh Lord God. We've lost our ability to love, Lord God. We've lost our ability to, to seek peace and pursue it, Lord God. And so, Father, we thank you and we praise you. Violence is not the answer, Lord God. And so, Father, we're praying this morning that the violence will stop in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We're asking for your divine intervention this morning, Lord God, to help us, Lord God, 
to help us, Lord God, to turn away from it and turn to you, Lord God. And so we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor this morning, Lord God. And so we thank you for helping us, Lord God, to love our brothers, to love you even the more, to love our brethren, oh Lord God, as we love ourselves this morning is our prayer this morning, Lord. Hallelujah, Father God. We have nowhere else to turn but to you, Lord, who will hear our prayers and answer them and show us great and mighty things, oh Lord God. We ask you to save this world, Lord God, save mankind, you know, God, save man from himself, Lord God. And so, Father, you said man is but a few days on this earth and full of evil. And, Father, we're seeing that evil right now, Lord God. But, Father, you uh, you can replace it all with your grace and with your love and with your mercy, Lord God. And so we're praying and appealing to heaven this morning for your divine intervention, Lord God. In Jesus' wonderful name, we thank you this morning that we can approach your throne this morning with our petitions and make them known to you, God, because we know, God, Hallelujah, Lord, that we will hear from you, God, and you will show us great and mighty things, even right now, in the name of Jesus. We are praying for those people that was on that Iranian flight, Lord God, 170-plus souls, children, men and women, boys and girls, lost their lives, oh, Lord God, because someone made a decision to launch a missile, Lord God, without any forethought, Lord God, in retaliation. And so, Father, we're just praying. We lift up that family over in Bainbridge that lost two sons of Bainbridge, on Saturday, Lord God, over two dollars, oh Lord God. We're just praying in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would stop the violence, that people will begin to place more value than two dollars on their lives, oh Lord God. And so, Father, we bind the hand of the enemy right now, let us tricking our young men and our young women, tricking our boys and our girls, tricking people, Lord God, to do crazy things toward each other, Lord God, instead of loving, oh God, they would rather kill, they would rather take out revenge and retaliation on each other, Lord God. So we're praying in the name of Jesus that you would stop the violence, oh Father. Give us another alternative, oh God. Give us a change of heart and a change of mind, Lord God, that we begin to pray for our enemies, oh God. Love those who persecute us, oh Lord God. Overcome evil by doing that which is good, Lord God. Loving our neighbors as ourselves, doing in the others that we would have them to do in the us, Lord God. And so we thank you for stopping the violence this morning, Father, putting our lives on pause just long enough, Lord God, that we can make intelligent decisions before we act out of rage and anger, Lord God, that cause us to sin against one another, Lord God. And so, Father, I just pray that you wake up the church, Lord God who have fallen asleep, I believe, in her duty, Lord God, to teach people how to love, to teach people about the love of Christ, to teach people how to walk in forgiveness, to teach people how to choose life over death, Lord God, that we might live and declare your good news in the earth, God, to teach people, Lord God, to prepare for eternity because life is like a vapor here today and gone tomorrow. And then we've got to stand in the judgment, Lord God, to teach people, Lord God, that if you live by the sword, you die by it, Lord God. If you live by the gun, you die by the gun. And so, Father, we're praying for your divine intervention. Wake up your church. Wake up your bride, God. Hallelujah. And help us, Lord God, <coughs> to be able to do your will, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God, to do your will in this earth as it is in heaven, Lord God. So I pray this morning for every pastor out there, Lord God, that they would take their responsibility serious, oh Lord God, because people are dying. Our sons and daughters are killing each other instead of, Lord God, loving each other and caring for each other and wanting each other to have a win-win for everybody, Lord God. And so, Father, we're praying in the name of Jesus, oh God, that the church, God, will come alive and begin to pray, Lord God, and begin to do what you set us in the earth to do. You want to work through the church, Lord God, to bring about change in this world because I believe so go the church. 
so go the world, Lord God. And so I ask you to restore your bride. Wake up, Lord God, all that say they are called by God and help them to walk in that calling, oh Lord God, and do the will of God, Lord God. Hallelujah. Who's the head of the church, Lord God. And so, Father, I thank and I praise you right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, oh, Lord God, for reviving and restoring your church, Lord God. I, I just thank you this morning, and I just praise you this morning that the people of God called by your name will begin to humble themselves all over the place. Stop begging for money and humble themselves. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, humble themselves and pray and seek your face. And you said, turn from your wicked ways, Lord God, to beg for money when we need prayer for salvation and deliverance, oh God, for your people, Lord God. We'd rather beg for money to buy houses and cars and accumulate more material stuff, God, when people are dying, souls are being lost, Lord God, while we entertain and while we play church, oh Lord. And, but I pray that you turn it all around, Father. Help us to understand our purpose, oh God. Yes, and help us to do something about it by standing in the gap and having a prayer meeting, oh God. Hey, instead of a fundraiser, Father, I give you the praise this morning, Lord, for just restoring and revitalizing your church, Lord God, and using her. Let this be the greatest hour for the church to arise and stand in her purpose, O oh God, and go forth, O oh Lord God, and preach the gospel to every creature that they may hear the gospel and make a decision, Lord God, to give their life to Jesus. It's my prayer, Father, this morning. I thank you this morning, and I praise you this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God for sending your love through the church, God, everywhere, Lord God, sending your love, sending your message of peace, Lord God. And I thank you for it this morning in the name of Jesus, oh God. All right then, so I want you to turn this morning to the book of John uh, chapter uh, 14 and 15. Uh, we're going to deal with those two chapters. Um, well, not all of 14, but part of 14 and all of 15 this week. Amen. So if you will, real quick, I'm going to give you some scripture. Got a few minutes here uh, that you can carry with you today. Uh, what the Lord laid on my heart. And I want to begin reading in the book of John, the gospel of John chapter 14. Uh, just a few verses there that you can carry with you today. Amen. And uh, we'll be dealing with uh, uh, these two chapters primarily for this week. Amen. This is kind of where the Lord has had me to kind of like uh, just chime in on these verses right here. And I want to begin reading in the gospel of John chapter 14. And I want you to start looking at verse 27 with me there just for a few minutes. And I'm going to read down to verse 31 and we'll close out with prayer this morning. But um, the thought that is that has been running through my mind, like I said, it was about stop the violence uh, it was about how can uh, we have peace, Lord God, with all this turmoil and chaos that's going on. <clears throat> and that's kind of where I've been at, trying to get my mind right to be able to go to God. And I know that if God can intervene, even in these times right here, and this may sound uh, kind of out of place, but I, I received a certain joy to know that I got God that I can turn to. That brought a certain peace and a peace that had joy in my soul this morning, even in the midst of all this chaos that's going on. Deep down in my spirit, I knew that I had an outlet. I knew I could turn to God and uh, amen. And that just kind of like brought a little bit of joy just for a moment in my spirit. So I want to just share this word and let it uplift you the way it uplifted me uh, as I was contemplating and considering all that's going on. And just to hear my spirit speak to me and say, stop the violence. That's the answer. And God is the only one that can replace all the hate that's out there right now that's causing people to kill each other with love. 
And so let me read these verses to you this morning. And uh, we got to have a source, y'all. We got to have a source that we can turn to to restore the peace, to restore the joy, to bring 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 some security back into the picture, some protection back and some safety back into the picture. Only God can stop this violence. Amen. So here we go right here. Let me read these verses to you this morning. And I want you to draw strength because this is this is uh, this is uh, the source of the peace that we seek right here. It's the word of God. So just listen to these verses. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and I come again unto you. If ye love me, ye would rejoice. Mm -mm -mm. Because I have said, I go unto my father for my father is greater than I. And now I have told you before I come for before it come to pass that when it comes to pass, ye might believe hereafter. I will not talk much with you for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the father and as the Father gave me commandments, even so I do. Arise and let us go hence. And so that there right there just really, really blessed me because we have to understand that God is not the one that's responsible for all that is going on right now. He is the source of peace in all of this chaos, you know. He is the source of peace, you know, in all of this chaos, okay? There's no peace in the world. Jesus said in the world we live in, we're going to have trials and tribulations. But be of good cheer because I've already overcome the world. That's that little bit of joy that I could find some solace in is what he said to me this morning about the source of peace. He said, ain't in the world. Jesus Christ is the only source of peace that we have. I don't care who you are. There's no peace in this world. There's no peace in no man or no woman or no president or no vice president or no Democrat or Republican or independent. You know, the only peace we're going to find is in Christ Jesus. He's the source of it. He's the source of it. He's the only source of joy after you receive peace. You know, that's what he said, you know. And he said the return of Jesus to his father his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension back to the Father ought to be encouraging enough for us in the meantime, you know, in the meantime. Because if that had not have happened, you know, we would not be able to make one petition to God to intervene right now and stop the violence. Because God is greater than anything that's going on right now. And it's because of his love that we can make this appeal. It's because of all the above that I just said, because of Jesus Christ who died on the cross, who loved us so much that he was willing to come and die for mankind. And he's still dying for people today. Even the murderer, even people that have carried out some of these heinous acts that we're talking about that have us burdened and heavy laden right now. God still want to save them. God still want peace to come into their life. He still want to deliver them. And that's my struggle right there. 
because a part of me want to say no, but the other part of me say, God be glorified. The reason they're so cold-hearted, Lord, and, and, and the reason they're so full of rage and violence is because they have no love in their hearts. And we who are responsible for preaching and teaching them how to love each other, how to love life and how to love God, we fail. So we accept the responsibility. That's why we pray to the Father this morning, that God will intervene, that these cold hearts and these stiff necks out there will be turned around by the love of God, by the power of God's love. We lift up God's name because his name is a great name over all of these hostile situations and circumstances, over these hostile occasions that the love of God may intervene, that the love of God may cause somebody's heart that's ready to pull a trigger to take another life, to change their mind, to restrain themselves from it because they're being overwhelmed and overtaken by the peace of God and the love of God and that God is drawing them away from that violent moment, from that violent uh, trigger, that thing that triggers them. They want to pull a trigger and take another life that God at that moment will stop the violence that is raging inside of them. And so we just thank God this morning that our faith have to be confirmed that if we cry out to God, he will hear us and answer us and show us great and mighty things that we don't know. And because we love God, that ought to be affirming and confirming enough for us that our prayers are not in vain. Our labor of love is not in vain. As much as it burdens me, I, I still have hope in God that he's going to stop the violence. He's going to turn it around. Only he can. And so we make our, our appeals and petitions to God this morning out of love for God and love for the brethren and love for life and love for souls. Even though we're losing them every day to violence and murder and hatred. And we pray that God's love will be reaffirmed and confirmed through the church that God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, whosoever believeth in him, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And so that's the source of our security. So we see the source of our peace, the source of our joy, if there's ever to be any restored in this dark, desolate age that we're living in, and if there's ever to be any security at all, it's only going to be in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You know, the only victory we have is in Jesus over the prince of this world. And we see the prince of this world. We see his footprint. We see what he's doing. We see his stamp on some of this stuff. That's we see him taking, taking credit for it. We see that. But the love of God would trump the prince of this world every time. It would defeat his hatred. It would defeat his murderous acts every time, every time. And so we have to be obedient to Jesus Christ in this hour. The church have to be obedient to him. The prayer warriors, the intercessors, all of us that believe in him, we can't get sidetracked. We got to continue to obey God in the midst of all that's going on. And it is the love of God that's our motivation. It is the love of God that brings joy in our hearts to know that we're doing the will of God. And until we all do the will of God, there'll be no intervention. You know, there'll be no divine intervention. 
until we all purpose and confirm that we're doing the will of God regardless, 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 you know. And because Jesus did his Father's will until he left here and went back to the Father, we have to do our Father's will until we leave here and go back to the Father. And so we give God praise, we give him glory, we give him honor this morning that the will of the Lord be done in our lives here on earth, in this place we're in, with all this darkness, with all this chaos, with all this violence that we're encountering. And we're praying to the one who has always been our source of peace, the one who always sent us joy in the midst of the chaos, trials and tribulation, but be of good cheer. How can we, Lord? He said, because you are secure in Christ Jesus. You are secure in Christ Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you for stopping the violence, removing all the hate out there, that's claiming lives, and replace it with love, peace, and joy, righteousness in the Holy Spirit. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor this morning for hearing our prayers and answering them, showing us great and mighty things that we don't even know, even now in the midst of all that's going on. All that's going wrong, God, all that seems to be working against your people. We thank you for your divine intervention this morning. We thank you that right now, Lord, the violence will come to an end. It will stop. It will cease. It will be no more. That all the hatred, Lord God, that's motivating people, that's giving them license to kill and to do all kinds of evil against each other will be replaced with a spirit of love, and peace, and joy, and security right now in Christ Jesus. Lord, let it be affirmed and, and, and confirmed today in the name of Jesus. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor right now because you are still our source of peace and joy and security, protection and safety. We look to you now, the author and finishing developer of our faith, and we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. All right then, y'all. I went over just a little bit there, but I'm going to well, good morning, good morning, praise the Lord. I'd like to welcome all of you back this morning to the Creating a Prayer Culture for God. Uh, we thank the Lord this morning for all of our prayer warriors, our intercessors, our gatekeepers, our watchmen, men and women, and our overcomers this morning, our prayer partners. We thank the Lord for each and every one of you this morning. It is Tuesday morning, January the 14th. It's 2020 is 6 a.m. in the morning and we're gathering this morning to pray amen for God to send his love into all these cold and desolate and evil chaotic places that some of the time we have left on this planet may be redeemed because the days are evil amen evil is gone out there but we're praying that the love of God will go out there, man, and touch, reach all these places and counsel every assignment of the enemy to continue to create chaos, continue to murder and take innocent life and shed innocent blood. Where there is war, we're praying that the love of God will reach those places, man, and cause brethren to love again, cause brethren... <laughs> 
<clears throat> to be at peace again, to restore families, to bring healing. Love can heal, y'all. Love has a way, I'm telling you, man, to change the outcome of situations that start out chaotic, but they can be turned around in the process when love shows up. So we've been screaming out to God this morning already. We've been hollowing out to God this morning that he'll send his love into all these places that we have been trying to reach, hoping that somebody will reach with a message about love. And so we're depending on God this morning, my God, to just send forth his love. We need a love revival this morning that can go in and restore and heal and repair and bring unity. So we exhort God this morning. We exhort you this morning. We exhort people everywhere this morning to love and unity and harmony. Things will go so much better if we just applied a little bit of love, if we loved our enemies, yes, as we love ourselves, that we prayed for them, amen, that the love of God will reach them, amen. And I tell you, man, I just believe that love can conquer a whole lot of fear. I believe love, my God, can bring healing my God, to a sad situation and circumstance. I believe love can bring joy. I believe love can bring peace. I believe love can make you feel so secure in God. I believe love can dry up some tears, man, from pain and suffering and heartbreak and disappointment. I believe love, man, is the greatest emotion there is. The Bible says that now about it, faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. We read that in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, which we always proclaim is the chapter that talks about love. And if I, we don't have a voice to talk about love, my God, then we are nothing but sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. So we speak this morning because of the love of God and it needs to be spoken about Amen. We speak about everything else, but this morning we come together on this line to talk about love, to exalt the spirit of love, to exalt the love of God. Amen. And, and we just pray this morning in the name of Jesus that God would send out his love. Amen. We were on here yesterday and we were talking about the sources of peace and the sources of joy. And we were talking about the sources of security that we seek, the protection we seek, the safety that we seek. And we said that all of it is because of the love that God had for us, that he sent his son, Jesus. And we have all of these things through the love of the father, through Jesus. Amen. And we thank God for the Holy Ghost this morning, God with us, who reminds us and brings all of these things back to our remembrance, just how loved we are. He affirms and reconfirms these things on a daily basis because every morning, my God, we get new mercy, grace and truth, man, out of love begins to reaffirm and confirm that we're loved by the Father this morning. Oh, what manner of love is this, that a man called Jesus would lay his life down and consider us his friends, that he was willing to lay his life down. Oh, there's no greater love than this, that that man, Jesus, will lay his life down to bring peace and to bring joy, my God, and to help us to feel secure in Christ Jesus through his love for us. And God was the arbitrator behind it because he so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son 
that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So again, like to welcome all of you love seekers this morning, you love agents this morning, like to welcome you to the call this morning. And let's just go ahead and sign in this morning with our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, Lord, in this earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Father, we just make known to you today our adoration and our love toward you on this day. Father, we love you this morning with all of our heart, our mind, our soul up and our strength this morning. And we love you this morning, oh Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. We love you because you first loved us and you demonstrated that love this morning. So, Father, may you receive our love this morning. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give it honor. Now, Holy Ghost, we ask you to open up this word this morning. Minister to us this morning. Have your way on this call this morning. We bind every principality. We bind the rulers of the darkness of this age. We bind all of the plots, isms, schisms, and plans of the enemy this morning, my God, to try to interfere, to strike or counsel anything that we're trying to do for the Lord this morning. So, Father, we thank you that the devil is bound this morning. We thank you that the love of God will go forth today and minister to many, reach many, because you have enlarged our territory. And so we send love out, Lord God, those places where you have given us influence. We send the love of the saints, God. We send our love out to them this morning. And we pray for them because we love you, Father, and we know you love them and you love all of us with an unconditional love. So every stream of communication that you have provided for us through social media, through Anchor, through our podcast, we thank you this morning that this rich, rich message of love will reach all of our listeners, oh God, in the Netherlands, oh God, and in other, other 99% of American territory and places, oh God, where they're listeners. We're praying that the message of love will minister to them this morning in the name of Jesus and to continue to minister, Lord God, peace and, 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 and joy and security and protection and safety to those that are on this line this morning. We thank you for saturating them and permeating them Lord, with your love, cocooning them, oh God, with your love this morning, surrounding them with your love this morning, Father. And we give you the praise in the midst of all the chaos and hatred, Lord God, and terrible, wicked, evil things that we are surrounded with. We thank you that in the midst of it, God, you find a way to reach us with your love. And we thank you for it this morning. We come in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, and love this morning. We love our brethren. We, we love one another this morning. We love and pray for our enemies, even those that persecute us this morning. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to go real quick to the book of uh, John chapter 15. I want to begin at verse one this morning, read a couple of these verses just to feed your your, 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 feed your soul this morning, feed your mind and your spirit and your heart this morning. Uh, we was in John the 14th chapter yesterday as we closed out and we talked about uh, Jesus Christ being the source through the love of the Father of our peace and our joy and our security. So we want to transition this morning to talk about these relationships, these love relationships, how to be in this relationship with God, how to stay in this relationship, because it's a relationship that's formed and, and developed and, and instituted and kept by love. And so, amen. And so we want to be able to examine this, explore this, and see what it is that we can learn from this, that we might be able to share and our love of others as we go about our routine. Amen. And so let's go here real quick to the book of John 
uh, Gospel of John, chapter 15. We're going to read a few verses here, and then we'll bring on Pastor Eric. Amen. Here we go. Uh, that, again, that is the Gospel of John, chapter 15. We're going to begin reading at verse 1. Amen. So let's talk about these relationships that we have with the world through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. That flows through the relationship that he had with the Father, right on down to him, right on down to us, and right on out to the world. God wants a relationship with the world through us, called the church, through us, called the believers. Those who have received his love, walk in his love, know about his love. We are to communicate his love. He wants to communicate it through us, but we cannot unless we have a love relationship with him, loving him with all our heart, mind, soul, but in our strength that others might know the love of Christ through us who've been loved by him as we make it known in Jesus' name, as he's made it known to us. Amen. Come on, let's go right here. Verse one, he says, I am the true vine and my father is the husband man. Look at that relationship there, that love relationship beginning to develop. And he says to every branch that's us in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now we know there's fruit that is uh, spiritual fruit. And we know the first one of those is love. And after love, it comes joy. Amen. And so we're the branches. We're the branches of a love relationship between the father and the son. And if we don't bear fruit and the fruit that is in demand, high demand right now is love, more love. And God want to send it through us this morning. I know it's complete in us. Amen. I know that that love is complete in us because we have received the love of God. And so we are to be those branches who bear that fruit of love that it might bring joy. Amen. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. It just flows from the Father and the Son right on to us and right on out. If we don't bear fruit, if we don't bear fruit, what type of fruit? Love and joy and peace and righteousness and faithfulness and gentleness and meekness and temperance and control and patience and kindness. You know, that's the kind of fruit that the Lord want to see. But the first emotion is love. That's the first fruit that we bear is love. Amen. Verse three, he says, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Mm -mm -mm. Now look at that branches. We are pruned by that word. The word you're hearing right now is pruning something in us. If there's something in it that does not speak of love, reap of love, smell of love, sound of love, you know, it's being purged out of us right now by the word of God. You're being sanctified by the word right now. For the gospel of John chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus prayed, Father, sanctify them with thy word because thy word is truth. Right now, some of us are being purged right now. Anything in us, everything in us that God did not order to be there that can hinder a block or, has, or cause hesitation of you showing love that the Father want to show to the world through us. I thank God that is purged out of us right now. That pure love, agape love, unconditional love can flow through us out of our relationship with the Father as the branches with him being divine this morning. Oh, God, we give you praise this morning. We thank you for pruning and purging it out of us this morning. Amen. Now we are clean by love this morning. Verse 4, he says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot, cannot bear fruit of itself, 
except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. Verse five says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me, ye can do nothing. Verse six says, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and man gathereth them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Not going to happen on our watch. Verse seven says, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will Mm -mm -mm. and it shall be done unto you. Verse eight, and we're going to end right there. Herein is my father glorified that if ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Father, we thank you this morning that you love the branch so much, you being the vine, that you would send your love, Lord God, if we abide in you and your word abide in us. We can ask you whatever we will. Then we've asked you this morning. We petition heaven this morning, Lord, that you would send your love. Now that word that is in our mouth right now as your branches representing you in the earth, let that word, Lord God, manifest in our future. Let the fruit, much fruit, come as a result of this word about love that's going out right now, Lord, reaching far and near, Lord God, through our podcast, through, our, through Anchor this morning. We thank you that the word is going out this morning. And Father, you said that word will not come back, boy, but it's going to bear much fruit. And the word that we send forth this morning is, God, that you would send your spirit of love, send it to all these places where you have enlarged our territory, Lord God. Reach far in near north, south, east, and west accesses of this universe with love. And Father, we give you the praise, the glory, and honor for it this morning. In Jesus' name, Pastor Eric. Praise the Lord, amen. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for sending your love out, Father God. As your words say, Father God, in John chapter 15, Father God, that if we abide in you, that your word would abide in us, Father God. And we ask, Father God, in your name, Father God, as we send this word out, Father God, as we come together every morning, Father God, we gather as saints of believers, Father God, of the true and living God, as your word go forth, Father God, that it will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was set out to do. So, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus as we send this word out, Father God, according to Isaiah 55 and 11. So shall my word go forth that it will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was set out to do, God. So we thank you, God, for the love, Father God, that we have in our heart, Father God, to sacrifice, Father God, to be obedient, Father God, to dial in, Father God, to get on the podcast, anchor, Father God, and all the, the different types of platforms, Father God, that you have allowed us to use, Father God, to send this word out, Lord, that is touching the hearts and the minds of the people. That right now, Father God, someone, Father God, is in a place right now, Father God, and they don't think that they're being loved right now. But, Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, as we gather together, Lord, that we send out this word to everyone, Father God, even, Father God, our enemies, God, because you told us, Father God, to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. So, Father God, we thank you in the name of Jesus that we're seeing results, Father God, even though, Father God, that the enemy may not receive it, God, but, Lord, in due time, Lord, as long as we continue to wait on you, God, that you would change their heart, God. You would change their thinking, God. 
you said, Father God, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, new things are yet to come, Lord. It's your compassion, your love, Father God, that you have given us, God, that we can share this love, Father God. It is a new love, God, every day, Father God, as we wake up every day, Father God, because you said that weeping may endure through the night, but joy come in the morning. Lord, we thank you that we have joy in our heart and our spirit, God, to be able, Father God, to, to be a witness, Father God, to your gospel, to be able to be a witness, Father God, to your word, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, for the love of Jesus that is in our heart, God, that we can gather, God, every morning, 6 a.m., Father God, before we able, Father God, to be sent out, Father God, that we can share this love, Father God, as you say in John chapter 15, God, that if you abide in me, my word would abide in you, that anything that you ask in my name, it shall be given unto you, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus that we're not out there trying to buy people love, Father God. We're not out there, Father God, is trying to use people, Father God, for love. But, Lord, you said, Father God, that we must abide in your love, God, your love that you so gave your only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So, God, we thank you, Father God, for sending us Jesus, who is the love, Father God, who is the joy, who is the peace, Father God, that lasts always and always, Father God. It brings us, Father God, to an expected end, Father God, that it continue, Father God, to keep our eyes focused on you, Father God, and spread this love, Father God, through every home, through all the jobs, Father God, that everyone has to attend to God, in every school, Father God, here on this land, Father God, in this world, God, for our children, for our young people, God, to see this love, God, that their elders and their parents and their mother and their father, God, and their loved one, that they love them, that they nothing but the best for them, Father God. And we pray in the name of Jesus that every young person will receive this love, Father God, even those, Father God, that is out there that's homeless, Father God, who don't have a home, Father God, or those who are in broken homes, Father God, that's being used by man's system, God. We pray in the name of Jesus that they will, Father God, open their eyes and open their ears to hear the word that is coming across this radio, Father God, through this podcast, Father God. To let them know, Father God, that there are people that is out there that is praying for them who love them because they are a child of God. And God loves them and God has poured his love through us to them, Father God. In the voice of our mouth, Father God, as we speak it, we declare love, Father God. As your words say, Father God, send your love, God. And we send your love in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you, Father God, for your word today, Father God. And it's going to touch, Father God, the ears of those who hear, the eyes for those who see it, Father God, for those who, Father God, who can declare it, Father God, with their mouth, declare it in the name of Jesus, God. For you have given us, Father God, not the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Lord, we thank you, Father God, that our mind is always stayed on you, God, that you're keeping us in perfect peace, God, that we continue to be connected to the vine, Father God. My God, in the name of Jesus, as we branch out, Father God, and when people see us, Father God, they will know that we have the love of Jesus in our heart because you said if a man's way pleases the Lord, he will even make his enemy be at peace with him. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus for all the testimony, for all of the follow-up reports, Father God, from the saints of God or how, Father God, 
They are showing their enemies love, God. They are showing those who are persecuting them love, Father God, and how they're receiving a good follow-up, Father God, a good report, Father God, on how their enemies now are being at peace with them, God. We thank you that good trumpets over everything, God, that your love, Father God, covers a multitude of sin, that through your love and kindness have you drawn thee, God. And we thank you, God, that you're drawing them out of their dark and desolate places. We thank you, God, that you're freeing them up, Father God, from, from sin, Father God, and releasing them, Father God, from hatred, Father God, that this world, Father God, is trying to endure and then trying to indulge the people in God. We pray in the name of Jesus as we bind up hatred, we bind up violence, we bind up envy, we bind up strife, we bind up vain glory, God. We bind up selfishness. We bind up, Father God, the thing, Father God, that has been taking your people's mindset off of your love, God, and your compassion. We put back in remembrance of your word, God, according to Proverbs 10 and 7. You said that the memory of the just is blessed and the wicked shall be rotten, Father God. And we thank you in the name of Jesus that love triumphs over hatred, God. It triumphs, Father God, over all of this deceitfulness, Father God, that is taking place in our government system, God, that you're purging it right now in the name of Jesus as they're gathering today, God, on this morning, Father God, to make a decision, Father God, for, Father God, the people, Father God, to come together with love, Father God, and, and make it the right decision, Father God, that no power is given unto man no more than what God has given us. And, God, we thank you in the name of Jesus that the decision is made today by Father God, by the Congress, Father God, that they will make a decision to take that power away, Father God, from the president, Father God, because he has no business, Father God, pushing a button, Father God, to destroy life, God, because you're the one that gives life, God. You're the one, Father God, that restores life. You're the one that passes out love, God, and share your love aboard, Father God. You're the one, Father God, that create heaven and earth, God. You're the judge, Father God. You're the king, God. You're the wonderful counsel, God. You're Emmanuel, God is with us. You are God Almighty. You are the friend, Father God, of the friendly. You are the father of the fatherless, God. And you sit high and you look low, Father God. And you see, Father God, that there is not victory, Father God, in hatred. There is not victory, God, in revenge. Because you said revenge is mine, thus said the Lord. So, God, we pray in the name of Jesus, God, as we get ready to make a decision, God, that is going to affect, Father God, all mankind, all human beings all over the world, God. We're touching and reaching, Father God. Everything land, Father God, that is on this earth, Father God. Even in the waters, Father God, we're reaching, Father God. Those who are out on sea, God. The Navy, Father God, those, Father God, in the Coast Guard, God, we're reaching their minds, we're reaching their heart, God, <clears throat> to show, Father God, that you are love, God, and your love lasts forever, God, as you continue to use us, Father God, use us on this phone line, use us on podcasts, use us on Anchor, use us on Breaker, use us, Father God, on Google Podcast, use us, Father God, on Apple Podcasts, use us every platform that we have, Father God. We want to be used by you, Father God, because they would know, Father God, when they do their research and they look back, God, they would know that those are people who love God, that they love God with all their heart, with all their soul, and they trust in the Lord <coughs> with all their heart, and they lead not into their own understanding, and they are directed by the Lord because he directs their path. They're going to continue to wait upon the Lord, and he shall renew their strength. 
They shall mount up like wings of an eagle. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk in faith not. Faith not unto the promises of God. Stagger not unto the promises of God. As Abraham, stagger not unto the promises of God. They have faith. They're going to continue to have faith. I'm speaking to an audience here. I'm speaking to the body of Christ. I'm speaking to every joint and matter and ligament that is attached. My God, in the name of Jesus, that is attached to the vine. I'm speaking to all the branches. I'm speaking to all the salt of the earth. I'm speaking to all the light that is on the hilltop that cannot be covered. Let your light shine. Let your love shine. Let your love shine. Let your love shine. <clears throat> so that people may see the light of God that is in you. My God, do not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ according to Romans 1 and 16. You're unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. My God, in the name of Jesus, God loves us so much, my God, that he continued to give us a new day, a day we've never seen before. That's why we're going to continue to abide in him, and he will continue to abide in us. Stay connected to God, saints of God. Do not be disconnected. What profit a man to gain the whole world yet lose his soul? Ain't nothing in this world worth losing your soul because your soul belongs to God. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. My God, in the name of Jesus. So continue to show the love that you have in your heart. Do not be ashamed of the love. Do not be ashamed of your calling. Walk in what you was called to walk into. My God, in the name of Jesus. When God said, here I am, send me, I'll go. You better be the one that raised your hands and Lord, here I am. Send me, I'll go, I'll go, God. I'll go and I'll show them love, God. I prove that love covers a multitude of sin. I will prove that love and kindness have I drawn thee. My God, it will run and it will run. It will run in the hearts of the man and the woman and the child. My God, this world would be a better place as everyone will show love. My God, in kindness. My God, in the name of Jesus. So we pray, Lord, in your name, in the name of Jesus, that this love continues to flow, God continue to be connected God no matter in the good or the bad you say it rains in the just and where's the unjust that the wheat and the tares got to grow together God and we thank you Father God we thank you for our enemies God we thank you for those who persecute us God I know it may sound foolish to man but God said I would take the foolish things of man and conform it to the wise and he who wins souls is wise God they are souls that need to be won God so we thank you Father God because they keep us on our knees they keep this phone line, this prayer culture line moving forward, God. They keep it, Father God. The voice is going out, God, and it's changing the people's lives. It's changing their circumstances. It's changing, Father God, their situation. It's changing them right now in the name of Jesus because there are people, Father God, that is getting on this phone line who is praying for a change, Father God, and we're seeing the change, God. We see, Father God, that people's lives are being changed, brought out of darkness coming out of sin, Father God. You said, Father God, that, Father God, that the wages of sin is death, but his gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, God. And we thank you, Father God. There is a penalty for sin, but there is, Father God, the gift of life, which is eternal life with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for the gift that we have, Father God, that now we know how to love others, God. Now we know how to love our enemies. Now we know how to pray for those who persecute us, God. Because, Father God, the end result, Father God, is eternal life, God. We win souls, God. That's all we're about to do, God. 
is when it's sold for Jesus Christ. So we thank you, Father God, for the souls that's been won, Father God, from the Psalms, Father God, that this prayer request, Father God, because you said the prayers of the righteous available much. And we thank you in the name of Jesus, God, for the love, Father God. We're going to speak love. We're going to share love, Father God. We're going to treat our enemies, Father God, with love and kindness. We're going to pray for those who persecute us, God. No matter, Father God, they continue to bring up our past mistake, God. We still going to show them love because love and kindness, God, is going to draw them, God. It's going to fulfill, Father God, the destiny and the journey that you have in their life, Father God. For you said, if my people who are called by my name, who will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, you said, only yet in then would I hear from heaven and I will forgive them their sins and I will heal their land. God, we thank you in the name of Jesus that the people are turning away, Father God, from their wickedness. They are humbling themselves and they're praying and they're seeking you, God, that they may see you, Father God, my God, in the name of Jesus. And God, you said, only yet then would I hear from heaven and I will forgive them their sins and I will heal their land. So that is our prayer request that we send out today, Father God, your love, send your love. Father God, we ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray, amen. Bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, Father God. Yes, God. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you this morning, Father. Thank you this morning, Father. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Father. And we just thank you this morning, Lord. Your word instructs us this morning that we are to walk in love as Christ also have loved us and hath given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. As we read in your word this morning, in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. Help us today, Father, to walk in that love above all these things that we will put on charity, which is in the bonds of perfect, perfectness, which is manifested by love, according to the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 14. So we thank you for your word this morning. Verse John four sixteen tells us, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. So, Father, as we go forth today, we just thank and praise you, Lord God, for walking in that love that others, Lord God, might be drawn to you through love, because you said, by loving kindness have I drawn thee, and let nothing separate us from your love. For you said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations, my God, or shall uh, anything, nakedness, persecution, famine, the sword, perils, distress, shall anything separate us from the love of God. And Father, we emphatically say no, and so shall it be with others, even strangers. You have commanded us, Lord God, to love ye therefore the strangers, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. And you bought us out, and you're bringing us out now, as you have told us, Lord God, and reminded us in your word in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 19, that we too were strangers. And it was the love of God all the way back to our bondage in Egypt. You were the one through your love that brought us out. And you are the one right now that's bringing men and women 
out of darkness right now through love. You said, by love and kindness have I drawn thee. And if I be lifted up in this earth, I will draw all men unto me. Father, you use love then, you're using love now, and you will use love tomorrow because God is love. Now help us to walk in the love of God. Keep sending out your love, Father, to counsel out all this negative hatred and evil that is befalling your people, Lord God. And let love befriend them. Let love draw them. Let love minister to them. Let love, Lord God, have a permanent place, Lord God, in the lives of each and every one of your people. God, is our prayer this morning. In Jesus' wonderful name, we thank you this morning. Amen and amen. All right, then. Well, good morning. Good morning. Praise the Lord. I'd like to welcome all of you back this morning to the creating a prayer culture for God. Uh, we thank the Lord this morning for all of our prayer warriors, our intercessors, our gatekeepers, our watchmen, men and women, and our overcomers this morning, our prayer partners. We thank the Lord for each and every one of you this morning. It is Tuesday morning, January the 14th. It's 2020 is 6 a.m. in the morning, and we're gathering this morning to pray, amen, for God to send his love into all these cold and desolate and evil, chaotic places that some of the time we have left on this planet may be redeemed because the days are evil, amen. Evil is going out there. But we're praying that the love of God will go out there, man, and touch, reach all these places and counsel every assignment of the enemy to continue to create chaos, continue to murder and take innocent life and shed innocent blood where there is war. We're praying that the love of God will reach those places, man, and cause brethren to love again, cause brethren... <laughs> <clears throat> to be at peace again, to restore families, to bring healing. Love can heal, y'all. Love has a way, I'm telling you, man, to change the outcome of situations that start out chaotic, but they can be turned around in the process when love shows up. So we've been screaming out to God this morning already. We've been hollowing out to God this morning that he'll send his love into all these places that we have been trying to reach, hoping that somebody will reach with a message about love. And so we're depending on God this morning, my God, to just send forth his love. We need a love revival this morning that can go in and restore and heal and repair and bring unity. So we exhort God this morning. We exhort you this morning. We exhort people everywhere this morning to love and unity and harmony. Things will go so much better if we just applied a little bit of love, if we loved our enemies, yes, as we love ourselves, that we prayed for them, amen, that the love of God will reach them, amen. And I tell you, man, I just believe that love can conquer a whole lot of fear. I believe love, my God, can bring healing my God, to a sad situation and circumstance. I believe love can bring joy. I believe love can bring peace. I believe love can make you feel so secure in God. I believe love can dry up some tears, man, from pain and suffering and heartbreak and disappointment. I believe love, man, is the greatest emotion there is. The Bible says that now about it, faith, hope, 
and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. We read that in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, which we always proclaim is the chapter that talks about love. And if I, we don't have a voice to talk about love, my God, then we are nothing but sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. So we speak this morning because of the love of God and it needs to be spoken about Amen. We speak about everything else, but this morning we come together on this line to talk about love, to exalt the spirit of love, to exalt the love of God. Amen. And, and we just pray this morning in the name of Jesus that God will send out his love. Amen. We were on here yesterday and we were talking about the sources of peace and the sources of joy. And we were talking about the sources of security that we seek, the protection we seek, the safety that we seek. And we said that all of it is because of the love that God had for us, that he sent his son, Jesus. And we have all of these things through the love of the father, through Jesus. Amen. And we thank God for the Holy Ghost this morning, God with us, who reminds us and brings all of these things back to our remembrance, just how loved we are. He affirms and reconfirms these things on a daily basis because every morning, my God, we get new mercy, grace, and truth, man, out of love begins to reaffirm and confirm that we are loved by the Father this morning. Oh, what manner of love is this, that a man called Jesus would lay his life down and consider us his friends, that he was willing to lay his life down. Oh, there's no greater love than this, that that man, Jesus, will lay his life down to bring peace and to bring joy, my God, and to help us to feel secure in Christ Jesus through his love for us. And God was the arbitrator behind it because he so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So again, like to welcome all of you love seekers this morning, you love agents this morning, like to welcome you to the call this morning. And let's just go ahead and sign in this morning with Abba Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, Lord, in this earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Father, we just make known to you today our adoration and our love toward you on this day. Father, we love you this morning with all of our heart, our mind, our soul and our strength this morning. And we love you this morning, oh Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. We love you because you first loved us and you demonstrated that love this morning. So Father, may you receive our love this morning. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give it honor. Now, Holy Ghost, we ask you to open up this word this morning. Minister to us this morning. Have your way on this call this morning. We bind every principality. We bind the rulers of the darkness of this age. We bind all of the plots, isms, schisms, and plans of the enemy this morning, my God, to try to interfere, to strike, or counsel anything that we're trying to do for the Lord this morning. So, Father, we thank you that the devil is bound this morning. We thank you that the love of God will go forth today and minister to many, reach many, because you have enlarged our territory. And so we send love out, Lord God, those places where you have given us influence. We send the love of the saints, God. We send our love out to them this morning. And we pray for them because we love you, Father, and we know you love them. 
and you love all of us with an unconditional love. So every stream of communication that you have provided for us through social media, through Anchor, through our podcast, we thank you this morning that this rich, rich message of love will reach all of our listeners, oh God, in the Netherlands, oh God, and in other other 99% of American territory and places, oh God, where they're listeners. We're praying that the message of love will minister to them this morning in the name of Jesus and to continue to minister, Lord God, peace and, 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 and joy and security and protection and safety to those that are on this line this morning. We thank you for saturating them and permeating them, Lord, with your love, cocooning them, oh God, with your love this morning, surrounding them with your love this morning, Father. And we give you the praise in the midst of all the chaos and hatred, Lord God, and terrible, wicked, evil things that we are surrounded with. We thank you that in the midst of it, God, you find a way to reach us with your love. And we thank you for it this morning. We come in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, and love this morning. We love our brethren. We love one another this morning. We love and pray for our enemies, even those that persecute us this morning. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to go real quick to the book of uh, John chapter 15. We want to begin at verse 1 this morning. Read a couple of these verses just to feed your, 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 feed your soul this morning, feed your mind and your spirit and your heart this morning. Uh, we was in John the 14th chapter yesterday as we closed out and we talked about uh, Jesus Christ being the source through the love of the Father of our peace and our joy and our security. So we want to transition this morning to talk about these relationships, these love relationships, how to be in this relationship with God, how to stay in this relationship, because it's a relationship that's formed and, and developed and, and instituted and kept by love. And so, amen. And so we want to be able to examine this, explore this, and see what it is that we can learn from this, that we might be able to share and our love of others as we go about our routine. Amen. And so let's go here real quick to the book of John, uh, Gospel of John, chapter 15. We're going to read a few verses here, and then we'll bring on Pastor Eric. Amen. Here we go. Uh, that, again, that is the Gospel of John, chapter 15. We're going to begin reading at verse 1. Amen. So let's talk about these relationships that we have with the world through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. That flows through the relationship that he had with the Father, right on down to him, right on down to us, and right on out to the world. God wants a relationship with the world through us called the church, through us called the believers. Those who have received his love, walk in his love, know about his love. We are to communicate his love. He wants to communicate it through us, but we cannot unless we have a love relationship with him, loving him with all our heart, mind, soul, body, and our strength that others might know the love of Christ through us who've been loved by him as we make it known in Jesus' name, as he's made it known to us. Amen. Come on, let's go right here. Verse 1, he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husband man. Look at that relationship there, that love relationship beginning to develop. And he says, to every branch that's us in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, we know there's fruit that is uh, spiritual fruit, and we know the first one of those is love, and after love, it comes joy. Amen. And so we're the branches. We're the branches of a love relationship between the Father and the Son. And if we don't bear fruit, and the fruit that is in demand, high demand right now, is love, more love. 
and God want to send it through us this morning. I know it's complete in us. Amen. I know that that love is complete in us because we have received the love of God. And so we are to be those branches who bear that fruit of love that it might bring joy. Amen. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. It just flows from the Father and the Son right on to us and right on out. If we don't bear fruit, if we don't bear fruit, what type of fruit? Love and joy and peace and righteousness and faithfulness and gentleness and meekness and temperance and control and patience and kindness. You know, that's the kind of fruit that the Lord want to see. But the first emotion is love. That's the first fruit that we bear is love. Amen. Verse three, he says, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Mm -mm -mm. Now look at that branches. We are pruned by that word. The word you're hearing right now is pruning something in us. If there's something in it that does not speak of love, reap of love, smell of love, sound of love, you know, it's being purged out of us right now by the word of God. You're being sanctified by the word right now. But the gospel of John chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus prayed, Father, sanctify them with thy word because thy word is truth. Right now, some of us are being purged right now. Anything in us, everything in us that God did not order to be there that can hinder a block or, has, or cause hesitation of you showing love that the Father want to show to the world through us. I thank God that is purged out of us right now. That pure love, agape love, unconditional love can flow through us out of our relationship with the Father as the branches with him being divine this morning. Oh, God, we give you praise this morning. We thank you for pruning and purging it out of us this morning. Amen. Now we are clean by love this morning. Verse 4, he says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot, cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Verse 5 says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me, ye can do nothing. Verse six says, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and man gathereth them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Not going to happen on our watch. Verse 7 says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, mm -mm -mm, and it shall be done unto you. Verse 8, and we're going to end right there. Herein is my Father glorified, that if ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Father, we thank you this morning that you love the branch so much, you being the vine, that you would send your love, Lord God. If we abide in you and your word abide in us, we can ask you whatever we will. Then we've asked you this morning. We petition heaven this morning, Lord, that you would send your love. Now that word that is in our mouth right now as your branches representing you in the earth, let that word, Lord God, manifest in our future. Let the fruit, much fruit, come as a result of this word about love that's going out right now, Lord, reaching far and near, Lord God, through our podcast 
throughout the anchor this morning. We thank you that the word is going out this morning. And Father, you said that word will not come back, boy, but it's going to bear much fruit. And the word that we send forth this morning is, God, that you would send your spirit of love, send it to all these places where you have enlarged our territory, Lord God. Reach far in near north, south, east, and west accesses of this universe with love. And Father, we give you the praise, the glory, and honor for it this morning. In Jesus' name, Pastor Eric. Praise the Lord. Amen. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for sending your love out, Father God. As your words say, Father God, in John chapter 15, Father God, that if we abide in you, that your word would abide in us, Father God. And we ask, Father God, in your name, Father God, as we send this word out, Father God, as we come together every morning, Father God, we gather as saints of believers, Father God, of the true and living God, as your word go forth, Father God, that it will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was set out to do. So, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus as we send this word out, Father God, according to Isaiah 55 and 11. So shall my word go forth that it will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was set out to do, God. So we thank you, God, for the love, Father God, that we have in our heart, Father God, the sacrifice, Father God, to be obedient, Father God, to dial in, Father God, to get on the podcast, anchor, Father God, and all the, the different types of platforms, Father God, that you have allowed us to use, Father God, to send this word out, Lord, that is touching the hearts and the minds of the people. That right now, Father God, someone, Father God, is in a place right now, Father God, and they don't think that they're being loved right now. But, Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, as we gather together, Lord, that we send out this word to everyone, Father God, even, Father God, our enemies, God, because you told us, Father God, to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. So, Father God, we thank you in the name of Jesus that we're seeing results, Father God, even though, Father God, that the enemy may not receive it, God, but, Lord, in due time, Lord, as long as we continue to wait on you, God, that you would change their heart, God. You would change their thinking, God. You said, Father God, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away, but whole new things are yet to come, Lord. It's your compassion, your love, Father God, that you have given us, God, that we can share this love, Father God, it is a new love, God, every day, Father God, as we wake up every day, Father God, because you said that weeping may endure through the night, but joy come in the morning. Lord, we thank you that we have joy in our heart and our spirit, God, to be able, Father God, to, to be a witness, Father God, to your gospel, to be able to be a witness, Father God, to your word, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, for the love of Jesus that is in our heart, God, that we can gather, God, Every morning, 6 a.m., Father God, before we able, Father God, to be sent out, Father God, that we can share this love, Father God, as you say in John chapter 15, God, that if you abide in me, my word would abide in you, that anything that you ask in my name, it shall be given unto you, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus that we're not out there trying to buy people love, Father God. We're not out there, Father God, is trying to use people, Father God, for love. But, Lord, you said, Father God, that we must abide in your love, God, your love that you so gave your only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So, God, we thank you, Father God, for sending us Jesus, who is the love, Father God, who is the joy, who is the peace, Father God, that lasts all 
continue, Father God, to keep our eyes focused on you, Father God, and spread this love, Father God, through every home, through all the jobs, Father God, that everyone has to attend, God, and every school, Father God, here on this land, Father God, in this world, God, for our children, for our young people, God, to see this love, God, that their elders and their parents and their mother and their father, God, and their loved one, that they love them, that they nothing but the best for them, Father God. And we pray in the name of Jesus that every young person will receive this love, Father God, even those, Father God, that is out there that's homeless, Father God, who don't have a home, Father God, or those who are in broken homes, Father God, that's being used by man's system, God. We pray in the name of Jesus that they will, Father God, open their eyes and open their ears to hear the word that is coming across this radio, Father God, through this podcast, Father God to let them know, Father God, that there are people that is out there that is praying for them who love them because they are a child of God, and God loves them, and God has poured his love through us to them, Father God, in the voice of our mouth, Father God, as we speak it, we declare love, Father God, as your words say, Father God, send your love, God, and we send your love in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you, Father God, for your word today, Father God, and it's going to touch, Father God, the ears of those who hear, the eyes for those who see it, Father God, for those who, Father God, who can declare it, Father God, with their mouth, declare it in the name of Jesus, God. For you have given us, Father God, not the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Lord, we thank you, Father God, that our mind is always stayed on you, God, that you're keeping us in perfect peace, God, that we continue to be connected to the vine, Father God. My God, in the name of Jesus, as we branch out, Father God, and when people see us, Father God, they will know that we have the love of Jesus in our heart because you said if a man's way pleases the Lord, he will even make his enemy be at peace with him. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus for all the testimony, for all of the follow-up reports, Father God, from the saints of God or how, Father God, they are showing their enemies love, God. They are showing those who are persecuting them love, Father God, and how they're receiving a good follow-up, Father God, a good report, Father God, on how their enemies now are being at peace with them, God. We thank you that good trumpets over everything, God, that your love, Father God, covers a multitude of sin, that through your loving kindness have you drawn thee, God. And we thank you, God, that you're drawing them out of their dark and desolate places. We thank you, God, that you're freeing them up, Father God, from from sin, Father God, and releasing them, Father God, from hatred, Father God, that this world, Father God, is trying to endure and then trying to endorse the people in God. We pray in the name of Jesus as we bind up hatred, we bind up violence, we bind up envy, we bind up strife, we bind up vain glory, God. We bind up selfishness. We bind up, Father God, the thing, Father God, that has been taking your people mindset off of your love, God, and your compassion. We put back in remembrance of your word, God, according to Proverbs 10 and 7. You said that the memory of justice blessed and the wicked shall be rotten, Father God. And we thank you in the name of Jesus that love triumphs over hatred, God. It triumphs, Father God, over all of this deceitfulness, Father God, that is taking place in our government system, God, that you're purging it right now in the name of Jesus as they're gathering today, God, on this morning, Father God, to make a decision, Father God, 
for Father God, the people, Father God, to come together with love, Father God, and, and to make it the right decision, Father God, that no power is given unto man no more than what God has given us. And God, we thank you in the name of Jesus that the decision is made today by Father God, by the Congress, Father God, that they will make a decision to take that power away, Father God, from the president, Father God, because he has no business, Father God, pushing a button, Father God, to destroy life, God, because you're the one that gives life, God. You're the one, Father God, that restores life. You're the one that passes out love, God, and share your love aboard, Father God. You're the one, Father God, that create heaven and earth, God. You're the judge, Father God. You're the king, God. You're the wonderful counsel, God. You're Emmanuel, God is with us. You are God Almighty. You are the friend, Father God, of the friendly. You are the father of the fatherless, God. And you sit high and you look low, Father God. And you see, Father God, that there is not victory, Father God, in hatred. There is not victory, God, in revenge. Because you said revenge is mine, thus saith the Lord. So, God, we pray in the name of Jesus, God, as we get ready to make a decision, God, that is going to affect, Father God, all mankind, all human beings all over the world, God. We're touching and reaching, Father God. Everything land, Father God, that is on this earth, Father God. Even in the waters, Father God, we're reaching, Father God. Those who are out on sea, God. The neighbor, Father God, those, Father God, in the Coast Guard, God, we're reaching their minds, we're reaching their heart, God, <clears throat> to show, Father God, that you are love, God, and your love lasts forever, God, as you continue to use us, Father God, use us on this phone line, use us on podcasts, use us on Anchor, use us on Breaker, use us, Father God, on Google Podcast, use us, Father God, on Apple Podcast, use us, every platform that we have, Father God. We want to be used by you, Father God, because they would know, Father God, when they do their research and they look back, God, they would know that those are people who love God, that they love God with all their heart, with all their soul, and they trust in the Lord <coughs> with all their heart, and they lead not into their own understanding, and they are directed by the Lord because he directs their path. They're going to continue to wait upon the Lord, and he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings of an eagle. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk in faith not. Faith not unto the promises of God. Stagger not unto the promises of God. As Abraham, stagger not unto the promises of God. They have faith. They're going to continue to have faith. I'm speaking to an audience here. I'm speaking to the body of Christ. I'm speaking to every joint and matter and ligament that is attached. My God, in the name of Jesus, that is attached to the vine. I'm speaking to all the branches. I'm speaking to all the salt of the earth. I'm speaking to all the light that is on the hilltop that cannot be covered. Let your light shine. Let your love shine. Let your love shine. Let your love shine. <clears throat> so that people may see the light of God that is in you. My God, do not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ according to Romans 1 and 16. You're unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. My God, in the name of Jesus, God loves us so much. My God, that he continue to give us a new day, a day we've never seen before. That's why we're going to continue to abide in him, and he will continue to abide in us. Stay connected to God, the saints of God. Do not be disconnected. What profit a man to gain the whole world yet lose his soul? Ain't nothing in this world worth losing your soul because your soul belongs to God. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. My God, in the name of Jesus, so continue to show the love that you have in your heart. Do not be ashamed of the 
not be ashamed of your calling. Walk in what you was called to walk into. My God, in the name of Jesus, when God said, here I am, send me, I'll go. You better be the one that raised your hands and Lord, here I am. Send me, I'll go, I'll go, God. I'll go and I'll show them love, God. I prove that love covers a multitude of sin. I will prove that love and kindness have I drawn thee. My God, it will run and it will run. It will run in the hearts of the man and the woman and the child. My God, this world would be a better place as everyone will show love. My God, in kindness. My God, in the name of Jesus. So we pray, Lord, in your name, in the name of Jesus, that this love continues to flow, God continue to be connected God no matter in the good or the bad you say it rains in the just and where's the unjust that the wheat and the tares got to grow together God and we thank you Father God we thank you for our enemies God we thank you for those who persecute us God I know it may sound foolish to man but God said I would take the foolish things of man and conform it to the wise and he who wins souls is wise God they are souls that need to be won God so we thank you Father God because they keep us on our knees they keep this phone line, this prayer culture line moving forward, God. They keep it, Father God. The voice is going out, God, and it's changing the people's lives. It's changing their circumstances. It's changing, Father God, their situation. It's changing them right now in the name of Jesus because there are people, Father God, that is getting on this phone line who is praying for a change, Father God, and we're seeing the change, God. We see, Father God, that people's lives are being changed, brought out of darkness coming out of sin, Father God. You said, Father God, that, Father God, that the wages of sin is death, but his gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, God. And we thank you, Father God. There is a penalty for sin, but there is, Father God, the gift of life, which is eternal life with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for the gift that we have, Father God, that now we know how to love others, God. Now we know how to love our enemies. Now we know how to pray for those who persecute us, God. Because, Father God, the end result, Father God, is eternal life, God. We win souls, God. That's all we're about to do in God, is winning souls for Jesus Christ. So we thank you, Father God, for the souls that's been won, Father God, from the song, Father God, that this prayer request, Father God, because you said the prayers of the righteous available much. And we thank you in the name of Jesus, God, for the love, Father God. We're going to speak love. We're going to share love, Father God. We're going to treat our enemies, Father God, with love and kindness. We're going to pray for those who persecute us, God. No matter, Father God, they continue to bring up our past mistake, God. We're still going to show them love because love and kindness, God, is going to draw them, God. It's going to fulfill, Father God the destiny and the journey that you have in their life, Father God, for you said if my people who are called by my name, who will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, you said only yet in then would I hear from heaven, and I will forgive them their sins and I will heal their land. God, we thank you in the name of Jesus that the people are turning away, Father God, from their wickedness and they're humbling themselves and they're praying and they're seeking you, God that they may see you, Father God, my God, in the name of Jesus. And God, you said, only yet then would I hear from heaven, and I will forgive them their sins, and I will heal their land. So that is our prayer request that we send out today, Father God, your love, send your love. Father God, we ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray, amen. Bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, Father God. 
Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you this morning, Father. Thank you this morning, Father. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Father. And we just thank you this morning, Lord. Your word instructs us this morning that we are to walk in love as Christ also have loved us and hath given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. As we read in your word this morning in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, help us today, Father, to walk in that love above all these things that we will put on charity, which is in the bonds of perfected perfectness, which is manifested by love, according to the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 14. So we thank you for your word this morning. First John four sixteen tells us, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. So, fathers, we go forth today. We just thank and praise you, Lord God, for walking in that love that others, Lord God, might be drawn to you through love, because you said by loving kindness. Have I drawn thee and let nothing separate us from your love. For you said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations, my God, or shall uh, anything, nakedness, persecution, famine, the sword, perils, distress, shall anything separate us from the love of God? And Father, we emphatically say no. And so shall it be with others, even strangers. You have commanded us, Lord God, to love ye therefore the strangers. For ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. And you bought us out and you're bringing us out now as you have told us, Lord God, and reminded us in your word in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 19, that we too were strangers. And it was the love of God all the way back to our bondage in Egypt. You are the one through your love that brought us out. And you are the one right now that's bringing men and women out of darkness right now through love. You said, by loving kindness have I drawn thee. And if I be lifted up in this earth, I will draw all men unto me. Father, you use love then. You're using love now. And you will use love tomorrow because God is love. Now help us to walk in the love of God. Keep sending out your love, Father, to counsel out all this negative hatred and evil that is befalling your people, Lord God. And let love befriend them. Let love draw them. Let love minister to them. Let love, Lord God, have a permanent place, Lord God, in the lives of each and every one of your people, God, is our prayer this morning. In Jesus' wonderful name, we thank you this morning. Amen and amen. All right, then. Well, good evening. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'd like to welcome you all to our Tuesday night Bible study tonight. Uh, we're going to transition tonight and start a, uh, a new uh, area of focus and study tonight. So let's just pray and invite the Lord, the Holy Spirit to come in tonight and just enlighten us and, and, and work through us and, and use us and, and shine revelation light on this word tonight that God has given us. So as we pray, Father, we come in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of your son, Jesus, thanking you and praising you, Lord God, for this awesome privilege and opportunity thanking and praising you for this wonderful task that you have laid upon us, Lord God, to feed your sheep, to teach your people the word of God. 
And so we pray tonight, Holy Ghost, that you would help us to deliver this word with clarity and simplicity. We pray now for understanding. We pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that we will be able to walk away from this phone call tonight, thoroughly furnished and prepared unto every good work, yes. because we have heard your word. And so we thank you now. Let your word go forth, fall on good ground. Break up any foul ground right now, Lord God. Let your word go forth and let it never come back void until it accomplishes the purpose which you sent it. And we give you the praise tonight. We give you the glory tonight. And I ask your Holy Ghost to help me. Matter of fact, move me out of the picture and let it be your voice that they hear tonight. So we thank and praise you for it now, God. Your word is already anointed. So we thank you for it now, Lord God, that your word fall on yes. good ground. Break up all foul ground right now. Yes. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Thank you for the comments that should come at the end, Lord God. We even pray right now that you continue to strengthen Sister Mary, Lord God, in the name of Jesus and encourage her heart and strengthen her. We pray that you just continue to touch and restore the strength, the physical strength, Lord, energy of Sister Marilyn's husband, Lord God. And we give you the praise tonight. We give you the glory tonight. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, then. We're going to be talking tonight. Amen. Uh, subject, the Lord that dropped them a spirit. And uh, it just kind of came to me last night when I got off the line. And these are the words he gave me. He said, danger is ahead. And uh, that just kind of rattled me, but I was looking at uh, something on the news uh, with all that's going on right now and trying to process it, trying to think through it. And in my mind, and I know a lot of you process things too, uh, I was saying, can it get any better? Can it get any worse? You know, what's going to happen next? And I just heard in my spirit, danger is ahead. And so I meditated on that through the night, you know, and, and God knows Holy Ghost just took that thought, man, and he started dropping things in my spirit. And what he said to me was, and sometimes people say, well, how do you know it was the Holy Ghost? Well, I'll let you decide whether it was the Holy Ghost. I just felt like it was the Holy Ghost. This unction came in my spirit and said, what are you discerning, man of God? What are you discerning about danger ahead? And... I couldn't give an answer at the time, you know. And then he said, but isn't discernment a way of a Christian's life? And so I found myself without being able to give an answer, you know, because I never really thought in depth about the subject that, that he asked, that he was dealing with me about. I really didn't know what he was dealing with me about. So I was just kind of like torn right there. But, but I asked him in the instance, Lord, give me the spirit of discernment tonight so I can discern what it is I'm supposed to be discerning, what it is that's so dangerous that is ahead of us. And um, he said that are God's judgments that are ahead of us, are they good or are they bad? Again, I didn't have no answer. But like a lot of human minds, when I looked at what was going on on the screen, I've said this statement so many times that this looks like God's judgment. But I didn't have like no evidential proof other than just what I thought. And I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in thinking that sometimes. Uh, I even said many a times that, Lord, your words say judgment will begin at the household of faith. You know, I've said these things. I've used these terms and I never really, really got into what I was saying, what I was discerning that drew me to say these things. 
But I just heard that last night. It says, are God's judgment good or are they bad? Are they just or are they right? And I'm in no position to answer that question, but God helps me to be able to see it through a different prism, through a different uh, set of lenses, through his perspective. And he like began to release in my spirit that that's all I should desire is not to go beyond what God is showing us, whether it be good or whether it be bad, not to judge it, not to try to figure it out, but just go to the answer, go to the word, go to the one who can answer it, go to the one who can shed light on it. And so that's kind of what I did. And uh, as I dug more into this, explored it a lot more, uh, I began to feel a, a sense of peace in my spirit that this might be something here good for everybody that I know to know. Because as he was revealing it to me, I just got to thinking, this goes back to something the Lord had been dealing with me me about for a while, two different thoughts. And this this is what one of them had to do with end time stuff, you know, is the world coming to an end? And I know a lot of us have contemplated this and contemplated this and we see things happening and we read a verse of scripture and it speaks to us and we said, okay, those are some signs of the end times. So I've been chewing on this and dealing with this for a while. Like I know some of the pastors on the phone have too, and some of you have too, uh, because you pay attention just like I do. And we see things never like we've seen them before right now with all these disasters and all these things that are just freakish that are happening, you know, and it, it rattles us sometimes to try to put our hands on exactly what's going on. And it's not something that just happened yesterday. This has been going on. I mean, I track history sometimes. I just I, I like to read historical events sometimes because they speak to me. And uh, I was able to just go back and do a little research no further than about 50 years back. And uh, I just started looking at some of the freakish, phenomenal things that have taken place, whether it be a natural disaster, some type of tsunami, some type of earthquake, uh, some type of war. I, I just started assessing all these things. And uh, I, I was trying to avoid concluding that this is the judgment of God. I didn't want to go there until I had documented proof. And so I was fighting off that urge last night to just, you know, to give my own twist on it. So I had to uh, go look at the word. And the question that came to me as I was doing that is that, you know, again, like I said, is God's judgment, is it good or is it bad? Uh, is it just or is it right? And then the other question came to me was, will you, it, like it hit me personally, will you survive it if you have a certain type of leader in charge of the world affairs? You know, and... <laughs> Y'all know why I asked that question, because I was looking at some news yesterday and I'm thinking about uh, how all of the investigations that are going on. Now they're finding out that these people are trying to hack into have already hacked into our, our system again. And I started thinking about some of the conduct and the behavior and the activity that is going on right now in the midst of this impeachment thing that's going to take place. And I start thinking about the world impact that these decisions are going to have. Right now, you've got a country over there, man, in the Middle East that's highly upset at us. You know, 170 people just got shot down accidentally. And so I got to thinking, man, you know, you've got a lot of people out there that want to have the right man in charge, you know, that they think he can he or she can solve all these problems, can fix everything. 
And so I got to thinking, you know, uh, who is it that I want to see be the next president? Do I want this same guy to be reelected? It, it really started dealing with me that way. And I've tried to shift and get away from giving my political worldviews. But sometimes you just can't help it because a lot of it is all centered around some of the decisions that they make. I was even thinking about now the nuclear weapons proliferations is back on the table. So uh, I do a lot of study on the impact of a nuclear bomb, what it could do. It could wipe out the United States. It could wipe out another country. And if these things end up in the wrong hands. So I start thinking, I really start thinking about all of this last night. And I just heard in my spirit, will you survive, you know, if you have a strong leader or a power that can bring unity and peace and spiritual harmony, not to one nation, but to all nations? Because we've been praying every morning at six o'clock for world peace. We've been praying for love and, and, and harmony and unity and forgiveness. And what I heard in my spirit was with a big explanation mark, like it was almost like a sounded off in my spirit. Absolutely not. That is the problem right there. We keep putting our confidence and trust in man. And that thing hit me like a ton of bricks. And that's when I decided this is the direction I need to go in. That there is danger ahead. And absolutely, there's no man on planet Earth that can solve any of these things that are upon us right now. Any of these dangers that are going on right now. But then it was like, however... You know, there's still good news. OK, we got this big old Bible, 66 books, and and I know that it's full of good news. I know we say it's good news. And so I was hungry and thirsty for good news now that I know that it's absolutely not going to happen by us electing a black president, a Muslim president, a female president, a white president, a, a Asian president. It does not matter. Absolutely not going to happen. Nothing is going to change. None of these things are going to change. And then it was like a high ever moment and said, there is still good news. Jesus Christ. And I want you to get this now. Jesus Christ will return to this earth and put an end to all of these current and future turmoil, suffering, evil days, destruction through disasters, natural disasters, all this bloodshed, all this killing and violence, uh, this terrorism that we're dealing with, all these wars that are broken out, all of this uh, systems of idolatry we're dealing with, all this spiritual wickedness in high places, all these powers that are out there right now, everybody's struggling for power right now, all these worldly kingdoms and empires are going to end just like all the rest of them before them, all this man-made systems of religion right now, you got 4,200 different systems of, of religion out there struggling for control, struggling to have the right approach to life, struggling to have all the answers right now, all this worldly corruption in our government and other world governments. And also he said that the churches, he still has an alt against the church. And that's when it got real, real personal against me, that God has an alt against the church. And I'll tell you why. It's because the churches are really not preparing the people. This is what the Lord said to me. And I'm talking church universal. He told me that there's never a shortage of churches. It's a shortage of getting people prepared, you know, that Jesus Christ is coming back, getting them prepared for his second coming, you know, not prepared for um, 
all these horrible things that are happening, but it's worse that if humanity, you know, I'm going to tell you exactly what he said to me. If humanity tried to govern itself without God, that is the tragedy. And that's what has been happening is humanity, men and women, people on this earth, people in other countries have tried to govern themselves for eons, for years, for decades, you know, without God. And this is what has brought us to this place in history where we are right now. And the question came to me after that was that, will you survive? And I took it personal. I took it personal. You know, I took it as though he was asking me directly, man of God, will you survive? The course you're on right now, the life you're living right now, the actions and behavior that you are taking right now, will you survive? Will you survive? What is the danger that lies ahead without a relationship with God, with Jesus Christ, a relationship with God through Jesus Christ? And I could answer the question, absolutely not. Just like I could answer the other question, absolutely not. There's no man on earth, I don't care how much power he have, think he have, how much money he's got, that can write this course that we're on right now. And it might not get right, but I know that Jesus Christ is coming. I don't know when he's coming, you know, but I know he's, there's a second coming of Jesus Christ. And he said, well, you need to go ahead on and prepare for that second coming. And as you prepare yourself, you need to prepare the people, you know, the people that will listen, the people that, that, will, that will have an ear to hear what you're getting ready to tell them. You need to prepare them because it could happen. The word that jumped in my spirit was suddenly. And I ain't just heard that word. I heard that word way, way back when, when I was growing up as a teenager, that it could happen suddenly, suddenly, you know. And so he, he let me know strongly last night in the spirit, it can happen suddenly. But he said, will you, will you survive the danger that is ahead? He said, do you even recognize the growing danger that humanity faces? And I thought I had a pretty good idea, y'all, but it's, it's worse than that. You know, he says, um, will our planet survive the dangers that are coming to it? I don't know. You know, I do not know. I do know this, that we're depending on man to help us survive. It's not going to happen. Man can do everything he wants to. He can address climate change. He can pass all kinds of environmental laws. He cannot pass them. He can put all kinds of regulations in place. But the Lord said humanity trying to govern itself without God is the danger. It is the danger. The planet will not survive. We have to recognize the growing danger that faces us has to do with us preparing ourselves for the second coming of Jesus Christ, who's going to put an end to all of these struggles that we have. Amen. And that's going to be a tragedy if he shows up suddenly and people have not been prepared, you know, uh, you know, and I took it personally because being the pastor responsible for feeding the sheep, I took it real personal. I said, well, they're going to get this message right here in 2020 and they're going to get it often and they're going to get the word. So it won't be on me that I did not tell the people. He said, should we just live for today and just enjoy all that we can, avoiding somewhat and overlooking a, 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 the sober reality of what is coming? That, that is a sober reality. It hit me last night. I got real sober real quick. I just saw one episode of something on the news and it triggered something in me that's always been in me. And I know, I know if you know, I know this is not a new a new area of focus for Pastor Rich, Pastor Mike, because if you've been around ministry, you, 
I know you study your word. I know that. I know we are aware of all these different signs that the Bible revealed to us that, you know, that we, we can't avoid them. They're going to happen. The best we could do is prepare the people because as we see these things begin to happen more and more and these dangers begin to happen more and more, and this is my urgent concern right here, these things are happening more and more. If you look at the fires right now in California, you have had more fires in California since 2017 than we have ever seen documented in history. There's something going on, you all. I don't care how they started, but we've never seen this many fires. Look at the type of storms that we've had in the last five years. We've never seen it like this. Now, people can blame it on climate change if they want to, but they better go read the word. That is signs that God has given us to let us know, are we prepared or are we not prepared? You know, these are signs, you know. And we're going to get into talking about some of those signs from the scriptures that are documented that I don't really believe we made a serious case to ourselves by exploring them and looking at them so that when we see these things, it's different than it was 50 years ago. I mean, there have been some astronomical things, some wars that didn't make sense, some killings that didn't make sense, some natural disasters that didn't make sense. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. And he said, look, you ain't seen nothing yet. There's still more danger ahead, you know, and will you survive it is the question that you got to ask yourself and answer to you for yourself. And so he said, do you go on, just keep living your life today like you've always lived it or, you know, just go on and enjoy all that you can, you know, avoid somewhat of and overlook, you know, the stolen reality of what is to come. And uh, he says, have you uh, have you as men and women of God been even paying attention or even concerned or even watching for the signs of the second coming of Jesus Christ? I, I know I really haven't been as diligent as I should. I'm aware, but I study so much other stuff, you know, to feed the people because there's day to day tabletop issues that I try to deal with. But the Lord said, hey, you need to start paying attention to this right here, too, because this could happen just like that. And as I began to go back and review all that has taken place in the last 50 years, I looked up data and uh, I'm not going to insult y'all. Y'all can go pull up the data yourself. Uh, I may go over a little bit of it in this teaching just to spark uh, a, a interest level in you about it that to let you know that these things did happen and they are documented. He said, you know, the greatest end time sign of Jesus is sure and soon to return is exactly all these things that have been going on. And the Bible teaches us that Jesus Christ will return. And that's what we got to get prepared for. I ain't going out stocking up no water, stocking up no generators, stocking up no food and all of that. Because he, he, he just kind of dealt with me about that. He said, look at what people do, man, when they think a storm or something is going to come. They run out there and they buy up all of this stuff. And he said, that's fine. That takes care of your natural needs. He said, but what if one of those times I came back? He said, you can't rule it out. What if one of those times I showed up, you know, right before that storm, I showed up. Would the people be ready for me, for my return? He said, they get ready. They prepare man for these storms. They board up. They go buy out all the hardware stuff. They buy up everything. They board up their houses. You know, they're so concerned about saving that material stuff. He said, but what good does it do you to save all of that and then lose your soul? You know, die and go to hell. Not prepare for my second coming. 
You know, he said it's not a bad thing, you know, to die in Christ. It's a good thing because though you be dead, yet shall you live. You're going to obtain eternal life. He said, and that's the concern right there. That's the urgency right there. Humanity trying to govern, trying to prepare themselves physically for the next storm, the next fire, the next earthquake without God, without God, you know, without God. And he said, is the judgment of God good or is it bad? He said, for some it's good, for others it's bad. It's good for those who, 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 who know God. It's not good for those who don't know God, you know. Amen. And so he's just been dealing with me about that. He said, but the Bible teaches us that Jesus Christ will return. And a lot of the signs that we're seeing taking place and unfolding out there are actually signs of his return. Now, don't ask me when. He didn't, he didn't show me nothing in the sky about when. <clears throat> he just said prepare because his, his return is inevitable. And he also says the Bible also provides me with clear evidence of his return. The signs are there and the time is near. That's, that's what he told me. The signs are there and the times are near. Pay attention, man of God, and share it with your people. Don't be afraid. They may get mad. They may get upset. They might not want to hear it. They might want a word of prophecy. They might want to know how they can get some more money. He said, but you need to let them know that the signs are there and the time is near. And so I'm just putting it out there. Now, there's been a lot of movies. I started looking at I track movies sometimes because I hear people ask me all the time, Pastor, did you go see this movie? Pat, and I used to go to the movies. But after all them shootings that took place in the movies, I have not been to one since then. And I have my personal reasons, you know, because, again, that's some of those dangers that lie ahead. You know, we think we done seen the last movie theater being shot up. We haven't. You know, there are more dangers ahead, so uh, as the Lord said to me. And so I thought thinking about some of the movies that we've seen and how movie stars and, and you know, and, and, and movie makers, how they portray these things. And a lot of people take their guidance and advice from the next movie or the next book that's written when a storm happens. We go out and buy up all those books. And the number one book that gets pushed back on the shelf is the Bible is the Bible, and that should be the first reference that we go to so we can be prepared for what's coming, getting ready for these dangers that lie ahead, you know. And some people, man, I'm, 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 I'm tracking it because every time something happens, I guarantee you at the box office there is a movie that comes out as a sequel to what just took place, some documentary, and they'll tell you, man, it's sold out at the box office, you know. And, 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 and sometimes it's so far away from the reality. It's so far away from the truth. You know, you can put as much sound effects on it as you want to. <coughs> you can get a, you know, an award for, for such an awesome movie. And you'll see people, and I've been there sitting in a movie theater, and they're in tears because it seems so real, you know, with no real knowledge because it's not based on what the Bible says, you know. But it's based on what Hollywood is portraying in a movie. And, and some of these movies, you know about them. There's a movie called The Avenger, The Endgame. It features the world on the brink of destruction. You got Captain Marvel. It portrays uh, his return, talking about the Lord's return in the midst of conflict between the forces of good and evil. 2017, there was a movie that came out called Geostorm. It depicts Jesus' return during a time of widespread natural disasters with the potential to destroy our entire planet, okay? And I can go on and on. I got all this data that I compile, 
you know, that I could review and look at, you know, and kind of see where we're getting our advice, where we're getting our answers from. And some churches sometimes will make predictions. I've, I've read a lot of prophetic uh, people that have put out prophecies about end time stuff. And, you know, 2012, it was supposed to happen. And back in, in 1999, it was supposed to happen. And, you know, you just track all of this stuff and it didn't happen, you know. But when I look at the word, what it instructs me and tells me to do is to be prepared for the second coming of Jesus. You know, you, that's the only way I'm going to survive the dangers that lie ahead is I got to prepare for the second coming of Jesus, just like he would show up tomorrow, living my life right now today in light of eternity and making sure everybody that's under my leadership Everybody that I consider a friend or a family member, whether it be biological or whether it be people like yourself that I associate with, my job is when God give me something this urgent, I got to try to get it out there and shed some light on it. Amen. So that you will, you will know what I know and what he's told me, you know. And he says, um, you know, to remain cautious and to warn. He said he want me to remain cautious and to warn that the Hollywood movie productions, no matter what their ratings are at the box office, is not documented in the Bible the way his return is portrayed in the movies. You know, it's not. You know, it's totally different. It's totally different. I don't care how it touched a person, how many tears flowed, how convicted you became sitting in the movie, or how afraid you were when you read the book. It is not documented in the Bible the way it is portrayed in these movies. Okay, in the past time for us, it is past time for us to stop paying attention to what is going on, to start paying attention to what is going on all around us. It's our lack of knowledge of being informed and unaware, okay, that stops, you know, uh, that stops the fulfillment of scripture in our lives. You know, it's that un being unaware, it's that lack of knowledge that causes people to, to, to perish when they really don't have to. So let's go to the Gospel of Matthew, our first scripture tonight. Uh, I want to deal with verses 21 and 22. That's the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verses 21 and verses 22. That's the Gospel of Matthew. A lot of you, very I know you're familiar with this passage of scripture, but this is what the Lord where he took me and the question that took me here was will we as a human race of people on earth will we survive the danger that lies ahead how can we we don't not even aware of it so let's go take a look this whole chapter deals with 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 the uh with these end time signs that that god is revealing to us you know let us know where we at on his time schedule so let's go over there to the gospel of matthew chapter 24 want to look at verse 21 and verse 22 and I'm, I'm gonna throw in verse 20 just to kind of you know kind of i know we are praying people you know anytime i see scripture about prayer i like to share that i always like to read the verse above and the verse after anyway and then you get the meat to put make your sandwich in between so verse 20 it says but pray ye that your flight be not in the winter neither on the sabbath day Amen. It's saying when you are making all this preparation for things that that are natural, things that you normally do. But we need to be very uh, discerning about things. You know, don't be so the Sabbath me. That's what we always do. You know, we, we go to church on the Sabbath day. 
you know, we do those things which are good, you know, which are good, you know, but these are conditions sometimes that we get so caught up in that we don't pay attention on the big picture, you know. In the winter times, it's talking about we always prepare for that changing of the season. You know, we were talking about it earlier, how we go out and stock up stuff and we know we're getting ready to go into tornado season. So he's saying, you know, pray that you not get caught so engaged in all those things that we forget about. Jesus could show up just like that. Uh, 21, he says, for then shall be great tribulations. For then, when we so busy, you know, going on with life, just living, you know, not really being sober minded about what could happen, not even thought about it lately, you know. Just taking life for granted. He said, but then shall be great tribulation. That means great toil and great peril, great, great trouble, you know, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be, you know, you know, he's saying it's never going to be. And this is what we've been seeing in the last 50 years. Things have each year. When you get into storm season, if you've noticed the pattern, storms are becoming more severe and more severe. Look at the type of fires that we're seeing in California and different places right now, all over in the Amazon region, all over in Australia, all these countries right now. All of a sudden, their forests are being bent. We got firefighters right now deployed to Australia, all these places right now, all these signs around us, these disasters, you know. You know, things are happening, y'all, that point to the second coming of Jesus. And we need to be aware. We need to pay attention. You know, he says, and he says, for then shall it be great tribulations. Okay. In other words, what he's saying, great, a, a time of distress. And he said, it's going to be so unparalleled to anything we've seen in history. It's like that now. And we have to pay attention and get ourselves ready. Uh, such as was not since the beginning of the world. To this time, no, not, nor ever shall be. So it's never going to be like it's going to be the danger that lies ahead. You'll never see it again. Okay. And then verse 22, he says, and except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. Notice what he said. Now, no flesh be saved. Okay. But for the elect's sake. Those days shall be shortened. And so what he's saying there is all of those who put all their confidence and trust in man. See, the elect are those that God has already chosen, that are already saved, that are already, you know, on their way to being saved. You know, already from the foundation of the world, God has targeted people. It's not going to wait till the storm has hit them to be saved. Some of them might, but but I believe that there are some elect people that are already already predetermined by God that are going to be saved. I don't know what it's going to take to get them saved, but he says the elect sake. Amen. Uh, that's some people just don't understand what that word means. The elect. Okay. Uh, but there are people that God has already. Okay. Already targeted that are going to come. He said, there are many that serve me that are far off. They're going to come, you know, they're going to come. You know, it might be just like the thief on the cross. Might be that 1159 hour when they say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn and trust God right now. I'm going to take my trust out of man. I'm going to quit putting my confidence in man. I'm going to quit putting my trust in government. And I'm going to turn to God. You know, they, they've already been identified by God who they are. Amen. And I don't know what that appointed time is, what that appointed situation is, that circumstance that's going to cause them, man. 
I do know this, that some of the very people right now that have said they don't, they're, they're going to go to heaven won't make it in. The Bible said the righteous will scarcely make it in. It's because we become so complacent and we think we're already there. We just do things as we usually done things. We don't read our Bible. We don't pray. We don't come to church. We don't go to Bible study. We just feel like, you know, I can make it, you know, on my own without all of that. Don't take all of that. You know, I'm saved. Once saved, always saved. Then there's going to be some people, man, at the last minute will make it in, you know. And so that's just God's way. of You have to look at it that way. But he said, except these days be shortened. Now, who's going to shorten these days? I told you earlier, Jesus Christ is going to come back and he's the one that's going to counsel out all of this suffering, all of this turmoil, because when he shall appear, all of that will be over. There'll be no more tears. There'll be no more suffering. There'll be no more pain because he will be here. And all of those who have accepted them before he came, before his second coming, will be the only ones that will stand with him. The only ones that will hear him welcome them into their eternal rest. That's what he said right there. He's the only one that can come and shorten those days. And he says, if not, then there should be no flesh that shall be saved. Okay, all those outside of, you know, salvation at that time will not be saved. There'll be no flesh saved during that time, you know, and he, he's going to come and shorten those days so that we who have trusted him, we who have put our confidence in him, we will get to see him just like he is. You know, we have to hold on to this hope right now. We have to build on this hope right now. We're going to see him the way he is. Why? How are we going to do that? We won't be in the flesh anymore. We'll be just like him. We'll be in a different body. We'll be a spiritual body looking at a spiritual body, talking to a spiritual body. Anybody else in the flesh will not have that satisfaction. They will not have that benefit. You know, all they can do is wait for eternal separation and, and, and judgment. And then uh, look at verse 23. Then if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ or there, believe it not. For these shall arise false Christes and false prophets and shall shew great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. So that's a caution to us right there. The only somebody we should be putting our hope and our confidence and trust in is the Lord. Building on those things that are documented already in the scriptures. You know, they're going to be I've, I've been there and I know you have, too. I've read many, many books. I had required reading when I was in Bible college. I've read some prophecies by people. I used to track those prophecies. A lot of them never came to pass as they predicted, you know, and because it's not with man, it's with God. He's the only one that knows it's not with Jesus. It's with God. He, the father is the only one that knows when that hour shall come, when that trump, that seven trump shall sound and Jesus shall appear. He's the only one that knows. However, we don't know. And because we don't know, we need to begin to live our life today in light of eternity. Just like because life is like a vapor. It's here today, poof, and gone tomorrow. OK. And so are we ready? You know, because there's danger that lies ahead. OK, let's turn over to the book of Luke chapter 21, chapter 21. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 21. The book of Luke, chapter 21. The book of Luke, chapter 21. And we want to look at verses 34 and verse 36. Amen. We're just talking about 
all this danger that lies ahead. We just talked about there's good news, even in the midst of all this bad news, uh, you know, but we just have to take heed to ourselves. You know, we, we, we can't be, you know, doing like they did in the day of Noah, just going on by that business, living life and not take these things very serious and begin to take into account that there's all kinds of things around us on this earth that are going on. And we got to continue to watch and pray always that we may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and that we be able to stand before the son of God, the son of man. Amen. So let's go. Uh, uh, Luke, the uh, 21st chapter. Let's look at verse 34. Let's look at verse 34. Amen. This is a warning that we're getting right here to watch and to pray in these last days. How do we know these are the last days? Pay attention to all the signs. And I'm going to go over a handful of signs in one of these teachings so you'll be able to recognize uh, these signs and know that we are further along than what we think we are. Amen. Verse 34 says this. It says, and take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with suffering and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. 33, I mean 35, for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Nobody's exempt. Watch ye therefore, and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy, listen to this, to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So he's demanding us right there to be, be very careful. Amen. Uh, don't be engaging too much in worldliness. Don't put too much confidence in the systems of this world. Be in this world, but don't depend on this world. Depend on God because he's the only one that can shorten these days. He's the only one that can end all this suffering and all this turmoil. And if he can do it, then we ought to be praying and watching and praying to him now to do it. You know, build that relationship with him. Uh, the reason we want to do that, he says, at least uh, believers become snared. That great falling away that's going to take place. That, that great apostasy that's going to take place before his second coming. And so that's why he's warning us now, you know, so that, you know, uh, the least of us as believers be snared and trapped and caught unaware, unprepared is uh, what he's saying there. And he said it demands us to always watch and pray. This word, this warning is demanding that we believers, not, not those in the flesh, you know, but we believers that we always watch and pray, you know, that we might be counted worthy if he shows up suddenly, you know, that we might escape the things that are coming to this earth, you know, that we might be able to stand before the son of man, not just standing, but justified before him, not just standing, but actually justified before him as we stand. Amen. And so we just got to get ourselves ready. Matter of fact, let's go over to the book of Revelation. I love to go to Revelation. Some people are afraid of Revelation, but uh, I was over there last night. Let's go to the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 15. And uh, some of us have probably read this. We probably already know what this says, but uh, I'm going to have to bring it up again because the Lord gave it to me. 
Uh, that's the book of Revelation, chapter 11. And we'll probably end after this verse right here for tonight. Because um, I want to I wanna hear from you tonight. Amen. That's the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 15. Amen. And we're talking about the final uh, the final trumpet that's going to blow, that seventh trump, you know, when all this, you know, this tribulation will begin and the Lord is going to show up and shorten those days and end it all. And we want to be ready when he comes. Amen. You know, he's coming. The signs are out there, man. He's talking about that final trump over evil, not over us, but over evil. You know, that that destruction, you know, and it's going to start in Israel. It'll hit Jerusalem. You know, and and God's people are the ones that are going to be restored. The elect of God are going to be the ones that are going to be left standing. Amen. At that time, believe me, every knee going to bow and every tongue going to confess. Amen. That he is God. He is the king of kings and Lord of lords. So let's go here. Look at verse 15. We're going to pick up there the final trump over evil. God triumphing over evil. And we need to get this picture. You know, these are things to come right here and prepare for them. Let's start at verse 14. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. I need you to pay attention to that. There's that suddenly. It's going to come quick. Things are going to go quick when it starts. And then 15, he says, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms, listen to me, of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and the 20 elders which sat before God on their seats, they fell down, they fell upon their faces and worshiped God saying, we give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and washed and art to come because thou have taken to thee thy great power and have reigned Listen at this in verse 18. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward to thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear thy name, shall the great and should it destroy them which destroy the earth. Listen to that now, y'all. People that destroy the earth, look at what God said their fate, their reward is going to be. 19, and the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. We're going to see those things. We're going to witness those things. Think about that when that window of heaven opens and these things begin to be poured out. We're seeing them right now. We're seeing these signs right now. These things are being poured out right now. It's because man is going about living his life and destroying this beautiful earth that God has given us. You know, all these here, all this, 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 this rush to make money off these resources on the earth. A lot of those things going on over there. Some of those countries that were rich in resources in the Amazon is because people want to go over there and build big hotels and big buildings and malls. And that's destroying the place. You know, destroying the environment. And these are the signs that the scripture right here are telling us to be on the lookout for. Uh, I do believe personally, nobody have to agree with me, that we've been experiencing the judgment of God already. Not only in the world, but I believe at the household of faith too. I believe it. 
because when I look at these scriptures, I cannot deny it. It's documented. Now, whether people pay attention to it or not, I'm not trying to be no prophet of doom. The good news still remains that when Jesus comes, I'm going to be ready. I can't speak for nobody else. I'm going to try to get as many people ready as I can. You know, don't put things off. Now is the time right now. You need to make sure, we need to make sure that we have ourselves right to meet our maker when he shows up. You know, will we survive? That's the key. Will we survive? Only way we're going to survive is if we are prepared. If we're not prepared, we have no defense, no excuse, because that judgment has a purpose. It's to lead people to repentance. And like right now, we calling for repentance, but people are not repenting. That's what judgment does. It's calling for repentance right now. And people are putting more and more confidence in some man. And he's the most powerful man in the world. He ain't powerful enough to lead nobody to repentance. And that's what the Lord wants us to repent. He said, if my people that are called by my name would humble themselves to pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he said, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. And right now, you know, People are not turning from their wicked ways. If anything, they're becoming, he just said right there, they're destroying this earth that God has blessed us with. He wants this to be a place of blessing, a place of resource, a place of plenty, a place that flows with milk and honey for everybody to get along in love and, and, and unity and harmony where God can command the blessing for everybody equally. No respect to person, you know, no, 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 no favoritism. <clears throat> he want to bless everybody. All souls belong to him. And right now you got such division. You got such uh, lines of, of, of division. You got so many walls of tradition that's separating people from each other, cultures against each other. And that's what happens when man is, is in charge. You know, he forget about looking at things uh, in light of judgment, in light of reward and punishment. You know, we still got to deal with God. And I was asked a question today right before I got on this line, man. Is God pleased? Do you think God is pleased with what's happening right now? Because I know I certainly have been pleased, but I just didn't know how to speak intelligently to my displeasure. Until God took me to the scriptures and made me aware that this has already been foretold. It's been predicted. It's happening just like it was written in the word. It's documented. You know, he said, but don't you put no confidence in man. You put your hope and your confidence in me, even knowing that there's dangers ahead, even knowing that there's more perilous and terrible times that are upon us and more coming. And God said, a lot of it is going to be my judgment. But if you write with me, you will be rewarded for your faithfulness. If you're not, will not any flesh stand when I finish what I'm doing? All flesh is going to be torn down. All flesh is going to be hewn, hewn down. And he said, many are going to repent from the judgment, but many are not. And he said, for those that have already repented, all you have to do is continue and stand fast, you know, and just see the salvation of the Lord. Okay, as we move to close, amen, the only survivors will be those who repent. You know, repentance is needed now more than anything. You know, repentance from devil worship, from worshiping uh, religion and, and worshiping people and worshiping self and worshiping all these things. You know, all this idolatry out here right now. You got idol worship like you've never had it before. It's right there in the scripture. You're seeing a, a tick uprising murder right now. Our society right now is out of control. You see so much immorality going on right now. You see so much theft right now. People taking from people, robbing older people. Just, just craziness right now, what we're dealing with. And the Lord say, there is a growing danger out there. 
and it's more coming. But I would judge all those that are the corpus that are behind it. Don't you judge them. You just watch and you just pray and you be ready and you be prepared. Don't you get sidetracked. Don't you lose your focus. You know, you understand and know what's documented, what's going to happen. You know, I am, I am, I am coming. He said, I am coming. And I read the scripture over in Revelation and said, Lord, come quick. <laughs> I, I, I did share that tonight because I, 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 I got to get to more people. I got to warn more people. So I didn't want to go to that scripture and pray that scripture. But it was hard for me, man, because I, I wanted to say, Lord, come quick, you know, if you're going to end all that's going on right now, if you're going to end all the danger that's out there right now. See, I'm not I'm not afraid. I'm not worried about because I'm going to do everything I can to hold on and work out my salvation all the way until the end. And I'm going to try to warn and encourage as many people as I can. This is the time right now that we need to treat this hour that we living in because of all this disaster that's surrounding us. This ain't no time to play church. This ain't no time to be putting no confidence in no man. We got to turn to God like we've never turned to him before. It's just that critical, you know, because he said there is danger ahead and won't no flesh be able to stand. And I had to examine myself last night and cry out to God. I had to ask him to search me you know, any, everything. I didn't say if I said everything that's in me that's not of you. God asked you to take it away from me. I asked you to replace it with godly character. I asked you to replace it with a reaffirmed and confirmed love for you, love for your people, love for the work that you called me to do. I just want to please you. I just want to satisfy you. And that's going to be my continuous because I don't know. I really don't know. I just know that there is a second coming. And I just know everything out there, the signs, and we're going to look at some of them as we go forward in this teaching so that you will be able to see it from the word. Some of these signs we just covered, they're there, they're obvious. And we don't know in the midst of those signs that we're living in right now, when Jesus is going to appear. It's with the father. But all I know is we need to be ready. You know, we need to be ready. We need to endure, you know, some hard times, some hardship. You know, we need to tell as many people as we can, get your life right with Jesus now. Don't put it off for tomorrow. It's not promised. Young people are leaving here. Just just Saturday, I was at a home going for a young man. And that church was packed, running over. And there was and tons of young people. Man had six kids and grandkids. And I'm not even sure whether he was saved. But I know that there was so much going on in that long service. And nobody offered an opportunity for anybody to be saved. And I went outside and was talking to six young people and ministered salvation to them outside on, this, on the porch. That's how critical it is. You know, we got all those people there and we're preaching to the dead. And all we talked about was how we used to party with my brother and how we used to do that. I played basketball against a dude back in high school. And his team, which was a championship team back then in the 69, the class of 69. Those nine guys was there and they challenged nobody about salvation. They didn't even know whether this man was saved. Never mentioned it. And you had all those young people there, a targeted audience. And it bothered me. You know, it frustrated me. That how can a preacher get up there, man, and not even offer salvation, not even talk about, you know, don't take for granted that you're just going to die and go to heaven. You got to make sure that you prepare people. Because you're going to have to give an account to God if you didn't. That's how critical it is. You know, that's how critical it is. This is, this is, this is, you know, 
1159 hour right now because none of us know but God when Jesus shall appear. But I do know he's coming back and we need to get ready because it could happen quick and suddenly. And so I'm, I'm trying to use my platform to get the word out there as quick as I can and show you in the scriptures what we're what we what we're looking at. And amen. So I'm going to end right there. It is uh, we went over a little bit, but I'm going to end right there and open up the line for any comments tonight. Amen. Any comments? Mm -hmm.